river kingdoms, a constantly shifting group of city-states, kingdoms and fiefdoms, rising and falling through the machinations of would-be conquerors, wars, assassinations, games of politics, and dangerous monsters. South of Brevois sits the Stolen Lands. Stolen from what and when are a matter of some debate. Currently overrun by bandits and monsters. Brevois seeks to aid in the establishment of new kingdoms, buffer states, run by anyone strong enough and clever enough to carve a kingdom out of the savage wilderness. Caelan Thorne, the mercenary who would be king, believes he is that man. Herein lies his tale of wilderness exploration, monsters, politics, romantic entanglements, ancient gods, and war. Heavy indeed is the head that wears the crown. Sugarfueled Gamers, in association with RPGMP3.com, present Kingmaker, a Paizo Adventure Path. A word to our listeners. This game is often interrupted. Whenever this happens, you'll hear our editor's tone. To let you know when a segment of recording has been removed until we resume gaming. Episode 53. So, when last we left the Kingdom of Stagnall? Yes. Uh, Vaughn had... Vaughn had asked you to annex his kingdom. Yep. The centaurs had asked you to annex their lands, in yep. so many words. Uh, one of them should end up being the Viceroy over the Noman Heights. Yep, no pressure. Um... And you had fed the citizens of Varnhold and kept them going in the short term. Yep. And Michaela had uh, shown you the ritual of unveiling, and you had learned all her secrets. Yeah, which was pretty exciting. Or at least some of them, because of course there's always one more secret. Yeah, yeah, naturally. Okay. And we have a wide variety more things to do that we can do at any time, order and space that suits you. Yes. So what I wanted to do was um, go see Tristram. Yep. Um, this is actually meant to take place a little closer to immediately after we get back from Varnhold sort yep. of thing. Um, as just to um, sit down with him. Caitlin, what can I do for you? I just wanted to let you know. I know you felt a bit um, less than helpful going into the base. Not yep. going into the base, but... Um, and, um, Caelan hasn't yet given his magic flail away, so he will tap his magic flail. I honestly think we couldn't have taken Vordekai without you. The knowledge you provided was too crucial. Knowing what he was going in was incredibly dangerous, and if we hadn't found Michaela's secret passage and ambushed him, I don't think we'd have taken him. And if I hadn't had exactly, if Michaela and I hadn't had exactly the right weapons, I don't think we could have done it. Van's um, really struggling right now with what happened to his kingdom, and I think one of the things he didn't have was you. So, I just wanted to say thanks. He smiles very quietly. I mean, we, we couldn't have done it without you as well. I mean, all the knowledge in the world doesn't actually help you hit the lich with the warhammer, as it were. But people are giving me lots of credit. What you're doing, it's a bit more subtle. People don't always see it. But it made all the difference in the world. 
Oh. Smile slightly more broadly. I've told you many times that knowledge is power. And you're right. <laughs> so, just imagine how much power we could bring Stagcon if we built a proper university. <laughs> I built the library. <laughs> Well, yes. And, and that theatre. And it's mm-hmm. useful, but... <laughs> and I would like to make a relationship role. You're welcome to. You may even use your dice. Yeah, I think my dice would probably be helpful at this juncture. Or you can randomly generate a number between 1 oh, and 20. that's right. I was going to... Um, I also tell... Um, oh, and you should know... Um, when um, I was telling... Va- we had the whole little basket of soldiers up, and I was... Um, Telling, I was telling Vaughn what you'd said about how you could just break them. He said he'd never known you to be wrong. I don't know if that's something he'd say to my face. <laughs> Maybe not, but I thought you should... He seems to have a lot of confidence in you. I thought you should know. And I will use my agent of change reroll. Yep. And succeed. Okay. Uh, was that all the speaking to Tristan you desired to do? It was. Okay. Do you gain this relationship with him? Uh, yes, I do. Putting you up to mighty relationships? 18. <laughs> mighty. Still the lowest of everyone. Still mighty. Yep. Okay. And... What next? Uh, the, um, I think, um, the next one would be, um, Eldest Thorn. Eldest Thorn. Okay, so, in the background, um, Tristan, Christopher Rossi, and, uh, the Queen of Forgotten Time are researching the Oculus of Azathoth. Yep. Which is going to take them until you get to the scene. Yeah. Essentially. Um... You will receive word from uh, just uh, like a basic courier message from Elder saying that he's coming and, and, and expects to be there in a couple of days. Yeah. Um, and indeed, a couple of days later, um, he arrives. This is uh, possibly deliberately a point where Vaughn is in Elk's Rest doing negotiations and diplomacy with you and paperwork and spades and all that kind of thing. Yeah, excellent. Um, and Eldest Thorn rides into town with a, a small retinue with him, and unlike what you have previously seen of him, he doesn't come in quietly. He comes in loud. Um, he has the big banner of the House of Thorn up behind him, which is sort of the, the picture of the rose with the big thorn coming out, and it's got the... Um, your roses fade. Rose, roses fall, but thorns remain, is your house slogan. Um, and he comes riding in loudly with a bunch of people and um, doesn't have Brivoy's flag anywhere in what he is doing. Yeah. Just his own house. Yeah. Um, and he comes riding in, um, gets escorted, gets escorted in, and basically has, you know, will tell you, he has requested a private audience. Um, with the, He has requested a private audience with the king after he has spoken to Vaughn. Um, Vaughn obviously being his his son. Yeah, yeah, naturally. Um, and then he will come for a private audience with you. And Eldis strides in, um, has a slightly different look on his face than what you were used to, 
You've always seen him as being a very stern man, which is sort of his default loadout. Um, here, smiling might be a little strong, but his lips are curled upwards. He genuinely looks happy, and he walks in. You know, um, Leon sort of looks and raises his eyebrows to you whether you want him to stick around and take notes on this important, uh, yeah. completely non-personal meeting. You dismiss him. Elders shuts the door. Shuts, Leon goes out, shuts the door behind him. And Eltis comes over to you and just into the big manly bear hug, squeezes you tight, and says really loudly, you're damn proud of you, boy. So damn proud of you. Okay, at this point, Caitlin's got the big shit-eating grin. Thanks. You... You saved my son. You saved your brother. I, Van told me a little about what's happened, and of course, <laughs> word's spreading pretty rapidly. It's not the kind of thing that goes unnoticed. I've heard every manner of story. Now, I doubt Vordekai was really 60 foot tall and breathed fire, but it sounds like a hell of an accomplishment, boy. I hope you're proud of yourself as well. Tell truth, I am. But I couldn't have done it without the rest of the um, rest of the people. Michaela, uh, Michaela helped get me in, and um, Corn made certain we weren't killed by his um, army on the way through, which turned out to be just as nasty. Michaela's a good woman, and couldn't have done it without um, Tristan's research on Bordekai. That was crucial. He just shrugs slightly. I just and, put, and goes a little colder. Yeah, I just put it out there, and then I move on. But yeah. It was it was good, but I have to say I think um, Vaughn's had some bad luck. His um, if it had been um, my kingdom, this thing came up and it might have been me down there. It's a nasty. It's, he was a nasty piece of work, and no mistake. I think um, he was certainly planning on moving on out. I heard Vaughn's think talking to you about annexation. I I don't think he's got a lot of choice at this point. The um. I can't park my army over there indefinitely protecting his people and they need someone over there or they're just going to get run down. They won't survive the first, first winter the shape they're in at the moment. It's not fair, but... Life isn't fair, boy. Aye. It's just what we have to live with. Besides, personally, I think it sounds like a damn good idea. You'll benefit from having Vaan as people in your kingdom as much as they'll benefit from being a part of, being a part of yours. I, I think so. I'm looking forward to working more closely with him. I can't say... I wish I could say I was smart enough to have seen any of this coming five years ago when this all started to go down, but... Nonetheless... I'm, not I'm sure I'll get the credit. I'm sure I'll get the credit for the politics, one way or the other. I think um, it wasn't a... It wasn't a, It wasn't an unwise move, even if if you couldn't have seen through everything that was going to follow I'm, uh, I think we're all just as glad to be out of that mess up and boy it sounds like it's getting pretty ugly up there he sort of waves this off with with a hand Brevoy I haven't come here to talk about Brevoy well of course I have there's always politics but no we don't have to discuss it right now that comes later there's something else I want to talk to you about first 
and he looks kind of awkward and, and gets up and paces around the room slightly in, in an exact mirror of what you saw Varn doing several days ago. Yeah, and I think probably in an exact mirror of what Eldest did when he was first when he first had to tell me about him and me. <laughs> so yeah, Kalen's hair is prickled slightly on the back of his neck. It's a hard thing to do for a man in my position to admit when he's wrong. The sort of games of politics I play, so much of it is not about being right in the first place. Nobody's right all the time. Everybody makes mistakes. But it's about looking like you knew what you were doing the whole time. Looking infallible. But between you and me, boy, I've made my share of mistakes. I wish... I wish I'd come back for your mother. I wish I'd come back for you. There were reasons, but there are always reasons. I look at them now, 30, 40 years on, I wonder if there were good enough reasons. You can't judge all your decisions like that with what you know now. (laughs) I appointed a woman to my council who was plotting my death. Yeah, <laughs> the the old advisor, to, the old advisor knife to the spine. I've done that once. You don't tend to get two cracks at surviving it. She wasn't too hard to take out, 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 out dodgy magic powers or no. Once I knew about it, but she did a lot of damage. Got a few good friends of mine killed along the way. That sort of betrayal leaves a rip in you. Never quite get used to it. Never quite get used to this. the shoulder blades. Never quite stop itching, waiting for the next knife. Oh, that's it. That about sums it up. It's... I'm not saying I don't wish that too, but... You can't go back and... make different choices now with what knowledge you now have. You just have to deal with the mistakes you made. It's... What you did do, that made a difference, wasn't nothing. And it is a snake pit up there in the north. I maybe understand that, I don't understand it all, but I maybe understand that a little better than I did in the past. I can't fix having not been there for you. But hell, I... I haven't always been the greatest father to my boys. Even Vaughn. Always mistakes, but... You're right. We can't look to the past. We can only look to the future. That's, that's what I've come here about. You saved Vaughn. 
everyone else would have left him to die either through inability to get the job done political self-interest or just their own sheer selfishness unwilling to risk it but you you saved it I could have tried myself I could have ridden down there with whatever people I could scrape together the provoy would have burned the manor house down behind me of course I wondered if it would have been worth it sometimes but I don't know that I'd have succeeded not like you I just I'm so damn proud of you boy <laughs> <laughs> I like I say mistakes I've made I can't fix but things in the future I can I, I he seems very much sort of a loss for words um, you've never seen people give him a reputation as being a reasonably smooth politician you've never really seen him do it because your relationship with him doesn't run on that line no here however he seems quite lost for whatever idea he's looking to pitch he says I I want you to take my name I want to acknowledge you as my son publicly to everyone if you're willing. And then he will pull the chair and sit down. It'll make trouble for you. Are you sure? Yeah. I'm not so concerned about the trouble that's coming, but... earned it boy you earned it five times over and I want my grandkids to carry on the family name it looks like they'll be the only ones to inherit it I'd be honoured father Son now more than ever, Caleb Thorne. Apparently, we pulled into a hug. Yeah. So I suppose she'll be Bryn Thorne then, if she'll take your name. I wouldn't want to be the one that fights with her about it. I tried that one. He he rubs his <laughs> jaw very slightly. Uh, uh, no, I think she'll just be Bryn. But it'll be good to have it on the kids. do them no harm to have a real noble heritage at their backs not just whatever one I can cobble together for this place thank you it's something I wanted alright I wanted to get that out of the way but then we've got politics to talk again alright well, before we do, can I just say, I know you weren't that happy about doing it, but thank you for cutting off that little Sertova worm's head. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't do him, but it, it didn't sit well with me, and I'm glad you took care of it. That's what we've got to talk about. But I want you to understand, regardless of where the politics sit, 
this is something I'd been thinking about for a long time and what you did for Van really cemented it. I want the world to know how proud I am of my two boys. And Caleb will flinch slightly. Yeah, of course. He has three sons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you're like very obvious which one he's not including in that pile yeah, when he's yeah. talking about how wonderful you are. Yeah, yeah. I have to go talk to Tristan again after Okay, I now want to have another conversation with Tristan. As, as far as you're aware, Eldis has gone off and, um, you know, arrived arrived early yesterday afternoon, has spent the entire night um, with Vaughn and hasn't seen Tristan at all. You're yep. next up on his agenda. Yeah. And as far as you know, it isn't necessarily planning on yep. having seen Tristan. He says, all right, the next thing's politics. Hi. For the moment, I'll ask you to keep this one close to your chest, at least for a month or so. And I mean close to your chest. That means no Michaela, no Vaughn. Okay. Hi. You heard I killed Horatio Sotoba then. Your message got through. And there was great rejoicing. Yeah, I... I, I didn't. Um, I have a meeting requested with uh, your your royal enfor- by your royal enforcer later this afternoon. She's um didn't realise that nobles could do the right thing. You were um I think you really <laughs> turned around on that. I think she might have had the right of it more than anyone. <laughs> you understand the game that was being played there. I had no problem putting Horatio Satova down. Like you say, he was a worm. He deserved it, but. They were using you to kill him. An executioner. I've been a lot of things in my time. That very rarely. Uh, it wouldn't sit well with me either. I- I'm not happy you were used for it. I'm just glad somebody g- got to the bastard and I'm glad it was you. Brevoy is going to erupt. We've got civil war at the moment. It's going to get worse than that. In a couple of months, we're going to have blood in the streets. Bloody hell. The Sertovas... One of the reasons they pushed that little sideshow on me was to try and generate up... I guess you'd call it some blackmail materials of sympathy and guilt. They've been making repeated approaches against me, requesting that in light of this unfortunate incident that I commit my forces to their side, they're getting more insistent. They tried that one on me as well, but uh, the Satova incident brought me a few welcome months of quiet, but I've no doubt they'll be down again. But what... what... I don't think you'll be seeing them again. I think in a month or two, they'll have so much on their hands, they won't even be able to think about Stagthorn anymore. I've received word that the Kalaths they're the other party essentially that the Kalaths are going to make a move on the man who would be king in the Sotova family assassination success or not it'll get bloody very quickly all the other houses are going to be dragged into it and When I killed Horatio Satova, 
I decided it was time I'd killed enough boys for politics. Ah. I'm an old man, getting to be an older man now. And my two my two boys have made big successes of themselves. I don't need to keep them safe any longer. I still have people in Bravoy I care about, but I'm moving them out quietly, slowly. That's why I want you to keep this dead quiet. Aye, I can do that. But can I ask privately? I won't tell Michaela, but it would mean something to her if you did. You know she can keep her mouth shut. And she would have liked to know what you were up to somewhat earlier. Fair. I, I'm tired of war and blood and politics. Braveway's going to get ugly. Might go on several years. I'm not sure how much the kingdom will be left standing. I, I can't speak for it. This is a guess at this stage, but I think Bravoy itself is going to disappear. We'll have the kingdom of Kalath and the kingdom of the Sertovas on either side split down the middle. Various villages pulled into one side or the other, or possibly disappearing into a third kingdom if they can unite themselves up. Bloody hell. I never thought Bravoy would go under that way. I know it's the <laughs> fate of most of the smaller ones in the river kingdoms, but Bravoy's held on a long time. Uh, they've done they've done two hundred years, but nothing lasts forever. <laughs> Man, you you hang out with the elves and dwarfs enough, you start seeing everything the way they see it. <laughs> Corwin wouldn't Corwin would have seen the start of Bravoy, albeit from whatever mine he was cooped up in at the time. Ah, uh, you're right, 200 years isn't that long. It makes sense to be getting out, out of what you're telling me has even a chance of coming to pass. It sounds like it's going to be a meat grinder up there. There's no reason to leave your people in that if you have another choice. In fact, I do. See, as they're going to say later when they look at this, clever old Eldest Thorn saw it all coming, sent his sons out to forge him new kingdoms, then united them to get then united them together again in one glorious whole. Pretended the whole time that Vanhold and Stagthorn were meant to be two the Vanley Host and Stagthorn were meant to be two separate kingdoms. Then Genius, oh, it, right? It, it does seem like a clever plan that you had there. I I didn't attend a single part of it. <laughs> Nay, but why fuss over that little detail? So I'm looking to move on. I'll lose the manor, a bit of the wealth. That matters a lot less to me than not playing Lord High Execution at a boys who should know better than to draw their swords on me. Frankly, I'm looking for somewhere to retire to. <laughs> well, we had um, a couple of zombie um, hordes through last month, but it's quietened down somewhat since then. I can't... I've heard Stagthorpe's relatively peaceful compared uh, to Brevoy. <laughs> I can't promise you... Um, Peace and tranquility, but um, it should. We're, I would like to think we're a good bit less of a snake pit than Bravoy is politically. We haven't had the time to get our feet under us, as it were. For myself, I'd be glad to have you, and to have you and yours. Well, as I say, this will pass over. This will come over the next month or two. 
quietly, but I'll go back to I'll go, I'll head back to Bravoy. I'll head back to Bravoy in a day or two. Make my announcements once it makes my, make my announcements about you once everything's packed up. <laughs> Smart move. Don't um, don't let the door hit them. Then I'll be back full time, boy. I'd be pleased to have you. That's that's about what he came for. Yeah, and um, father. If you are going to be living in the same kingdom, and I'd be, as I say, I'd be glad to have you. You're going to let things with you and Tristram just sit this way? I don't understand what your issue with him still is. I, you don't have to talk to me about it, but your list of confidence is getting a little thin. He's a good man. I'm proud to call him my brother, and I'll feel lucky to be able to do it publicly. Same as Van. He's done a lot for this place, and I've been lucky to have him. I understand you were pissed off he didn't follow your way, but you've admitted yourself none of this turned out the way you planned it, and it hasn't turned out so badly for all of that. What is it that you can't... What is it that the two of you can't let go? And he looks angry at this, and says... You don't understand, boy. I'm sure he's a useful magister. He's always had his head in the clouds and on the bloody world. His head stuck in books. I wanted to make a man of him. I wanted to make him like Vaughn, like you. This kingdom business was his like Van, like, like you've become. This kingdom business was his last shot to be more than what he is to lead. To be somebody great. And he threw it all away because he'd rather read and swat than do a bit of hard work and get his hands dirty. He's not the same kind of man as we are. Of course he's not the same kind of man we are. But he's no thorn. I'm not certain. <laughs> I'm not exactly as well up on the noble history of our houses uh, as perhaps I should be. But I'd be surprised if there was only one kind of thorn. He's no coward. He chased down a rampaging Albear, shooting arrows at it. It was two hundred. Uh, it was two hundred feet, eight high. He's not a leader, I don't think. But, and. He's a good enough fighter, but he'll never be the kind of warrior that you and Van are, the kind that trains for it and loves it and works at it. But it you've thanked me for rescuing for rescuing Van from Vordekai. But you I would be dead if it hadn't been for what Tristram found out about him. It was that it was that close, it was that crucial. If I hadn't known Nobody knew who he was and where he came from. Nobody. And Tristan found it out by reading all the old books that nobody else had time for. I'm sure he did. You never worry about where all that learning comes from, all that knowledge comes from. He just knows things. And the magic. It's... No part of my blood, I can tell you that. 
Is that... Do you think he's... Do you think he's not your son? Is that what this is about? You love your wife. I can see it. Not everyone gets that lucky in their choices. Ah. Even if that was true, is that fair to blame him for? It's not something he chose. You literally hear his teeth go <laughs> as he grinds them at this. <laughs> and he, he just shuts his mouth and grinds his teeth. Uh, you're welcome to give me a sense motive check, desire. <laughs> that does give me some more context for what the frack is going on. Uh, 22. Okay. Uh, you, you are, of course, completely right in your statement that if he's not actually a true thorn, then um, that's that's not his fault in any way, shape or form. Yeah. Um, and what's really getting Eldis's goat here is that he knows you're right. He just can't admit it. Yeah. And he grinds his teeth for a Jesus. Whatever else, I've raised him as my own. He should have... He waves his hand vaguely in the air. He doesn't even really have a follow-up. Uh, it's um, old wounds, and we've done enough hard talking for the day. Want to um, want to come up, um, have a look over the castle, see how Bryn's doing? Aye, sounds good, but about Tristan, keep that to yourself. He doesn't... He doesn't need to know. It'll only hurt him. I'll keep it to myself. But... We'll talk again about it. (laughs) And some other day. Now, let's go see how those grandkids are kicking. (laughs) Uh, And you have trust in the second aspect, don't you? I'm not my father's son. I'm not my father's son. Ah. Ouch. Context. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if Tristram is as clueless as Eldest thinks about stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But I don't think I'll talk to him about that, but I will go find Tristram quite... uh, You know, we'll hang out with Eldest for a period, but, you know, he'll probably hit off relatively soon, and once he's done, I will go find Tristram. Yep. So the basic gist of that was... um, Basically, Eldest thinks Brivoy is going to explode yeah. at some point in the next. He he predicts a couple of months, but he's yeah. freely admitting that he's just guessing based on his yeah. political reads. Um, incidentally, he has ranks in profession politician. So, nice. Um, he he and a bunch of uh, what you would essentially call the House of Thorn yeah. are moving, going to move down to Stagthorn. I mean, the, yeah. the house at this point is literally him. Yeah. He's the only surviving member and the children. Yeah. You, you've, um, Tristan or yeah. not. Um, but then he has a bunch of, you know, hanger-ons, knights, etc, etc, etc. Yeah. Um, so yes, that's what's happening there. Yep. 
So I'm not going to tell anybody about Eldest moving because he asked me not to. Yeah. However, I'm going to warn Tristram about the public acknowledgement thing. Yeah, yeah, that that one he was perfectly happy if you to tell everyone in Sundry. Yeah. You know, he's he's openly intending on doing it. Yeah. Because, you know, other people will be happy to hear it or whatever, but um, it's going to hurt Tristram and I want to tell him privately. So I will go and find him. Caleb, what can I do for you? Uh, something I need to discuss with you. Um, He's got papers everywhere, drawings of eyes and this sort of thing over the place. Oh, uh, just just a moment. Rupert, uh, could you make a little space? That to there, that to the... Seen some various papers off. Right, enough room to manoeuvre. You were saying? Um, I talked to Lord Elders this morning. Yes, I, I heard he was in town. Aye. I'd, I'd heard Father was in town. He's um, offered to publicly acknowledge me. He's 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 going to acknowledge that, that you're formally his bastard. I, I, hopefully he won't put it quite like that. <laughs> oh well, that's uh, legally speaking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's 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 fantastic. I mean, you'll you'll be able to use his name. That 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 will make you the the eldest son of the house of Thorn. You're in line to inherit the manor in Brevoy. Not that I imagine it holds all that much interest. He sort of looks vaguely around the castle at this point. I, I don't think that's going to be a problem, uh, one way or the other. But um, but that I is, is this because you rescued Van? I well, that, that's fantastic news. I'm so happy for you, Gail. I, I know it's I know it's bothered you for a long time. I and I'm very happy about it. I just didn't want. I guess I didn't want... I told him about what you did helping us stop Vordekai. And I'm sure he said it was a very valuable contribution that voice he uses when he's blowing something off. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that that was what he said. It's... I have been his son for <laughs> 25 years. More now, actually. 30-something. Hi, and I'm sure it seems longer. <laughs> It's just, it's not fair. And I... I... I'm really glad. But he's going to go around talking about how proud he is of me. And that's not fair to you. Uh, being, being the third son of the House of Thorns is not going to be substantially different to being the second. You don't need to worry about me. Okay. It's... It'll be good for me, for the kids. Be nice to be able to, um... Be able to call you and Van brothers, particularly with Van going to be sticking around without, um... I split split on it to the centaurs, and, um... I was lucky they don't care very much about human politics. Yes, I suppose that's going to be rather a shock to everyone. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out, but um, I don't think it'll do us any harm, per se. Still, nepotism is a fine old tradition amongst the River Kingdoms. Hi. <laughs> I don't see it does any... Um, it, it, I don't see it does any harm um, to people to know on mobility on at least one side. Not quite as, as random a choice, but 
To be honest with you, I don't think it would make any damn dif- difference to how I king if I was a bastard mercenary of no particular house. I doubt. Well, the thing to keep in mind is that all of the house, all of the noble houses were, of Bravoy were at one point likely bastard mercenaries of their own. Uh, it's only a matter of time that separates commoners from nobility. That's my general plan, yeah. <laughs> if you go back far enough, you'll find... Uh, Soldiers, champions, and even several outright thieves in some of the noble lines. Aye. But it's... It was in my mind to build something new, but I'm not sorry to have a little of the old to fall back on. Thanks, Tristram. You're... You've got a good heart. That's what people say. (laughs) Character sheet. I put, the e on, I put the E on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alright, so yes. I've vacillated back and forth all over my notes between having the E at the end and not, because it's Stag Thorn the Kingdom doesn't. Yes, and which Thorn, is quite, and it's not going to either, because yeah, that was quite deliberate. And Thorn the House with an E does, and yeah. it confused all over the show. So anytime yeah. you see notes that are referring to something else, you can doubtlessly yeah. work it out yourself. Yeah. And yes, that is. Um, Eldest Thorn, and over the course of um, o- over the course of the next couple of weeks, um, this by and large happens pretty much um, as you would expect. Basically, public proclamations go out amongst the people of Stagthorn as well as the people of Brevoy, and several diplomatic envoys go out to all your neighbouring kingdoms as well. Um, but it- essentially, saying that Lord Eldest Thorn formally acknowledges, you know, Caelan Thorn, son of the House of Thorn. Son of blah blah. There, there's a lot of um, son of blah 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 blah. Um, your mother is actually listed on there as yeah. being your mother. Yeah. Um, you are completely recognised as an acknowledged bastard. Basically, you are not a um, you are not a legitimate son of the house in the sense that you weren't born of his one legitimate political marriage. Um, uh, his his wife is long dead at this point, yeah. which you've, and has been long since the beginning of the campaign. Yeah. Um, but it's it's completely in keeping with the tradition of Brevoy to have, and the River Kingdoms at large, to have bastards take the throne and the airship and that sort of thing. Um, it's, it's just a matter of their fathers acknowledging them or not, gives them political power or not, so it's it's been a juggling bone used several times. Uh, here, however, it freely comes out, and you will receive diplomatic congratulations from everyone to your um, appointment to the House of Thor. I mean, from many points of views, it's it's no longer a big deal, politically speaking, because yeah. you're already a king. Being the heir to a noble house is, is uh, pretty yeah. relevant. Yeah, yeah. Particularly as you have now basically outstripped House Thorn. Yeah. And from the sounds of it, are on your way to outstripping Brevoy. Yeah, yeah. falls into big enough pieces. Yeah. I hope the old man's wrong about that, but um, it seems unlikely. However, um, the day after the announcement breaks, Caitlin will be observed to be wearing his House of Thorns signet ring mm. on his hand as opposed to keeping it in his, mm. um, in his back pocket. And basically, um, as, a con- as, as some basic consequences of this, um, y- you literally meet with lawyers to tell you you're the heir to the House of Thorn. If Eldis dies, yeah. um, you will receive... You know, the others will receive some share of the inheritance depending on how he's laid his will out. Yeah. But the title of Lord Thorn passes to you, which is, again, somewhat supplanted by the fact that you're already King Thorn. Yeah. Um, 
the uh, no, it's gone out of my head. Oh, and and indeed, as he very accurately predicted, Eldis is widely acknowledged as being a secret political genius from having kept his son um, under wraps. His, yeah. his, his brilliant king son under wraps for this long until the time came for his masterstroke move remerge two kingdoms because yeah. you know uh, people start going oh well you know Brevoy would have never chartered two sons of Thorn to go down and do this forgetting that of course that's exactly that. what they did yeah. Tristan <laughs> and of course um, you know that was one of the things that Drelev used as a political yeah. football is why did, well, yeah. you know, well I should get all the resources because they're getting significant chunks more land I'll have all the guys then, thank you very much. And yes, um, it, as predicted, Eldis is acknowledged as a secret political genius, despite the fact that he didn't intend yeah. any of this. Yeah. Caelan will have a quiet chuckle over that part with Michael. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. With says, I wonder how many of the old man's successes can early be attributed to that. I agree with his assessment. Looking like you know what you're doing can move you awfully far in life. <laughs> It's what I count on, <laughs> at least to the extent that I do look like I know what I'm doing. Yeah, she'll laugh at that one. <laughs> hey, it only it only took me five years to be turned into a, five years and some moderate successes to be turned into a genius king, which apparently everyone knew all the time I was going to succeed. Nobody ever said, "What the heck are they doing putting that half orc in charge?" <laughs> Caleb talks to Bryn quietly about the um talks to Bryn and Mikhail quietly about the um. Thing, but I don't think we need to play out those conversations. Mm-hmm. Basically, just tell and telling people yep. that he's happy. Uh, Bryn will actually tell you that she is perfectly happy to take the name. She says, mm, "That I am of the pack of Thorn. Our children will be of the pack of Thorn. I like what I like what the old man speaks of. Roses fall, thorns remain. Aye, it's a proud warrior house. Plenty of stupid things done along the way, but." I'd be I'd be glad if, if if it's something that you want. I'd be glad to have you take the name. Vaughn and Tristan are of our of our pack as well. Aye. And if they have cubs, they'll be part of our pack as well. And she will write Bryn Thorn as her Yay! character name on her character sheet. That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, well, after the whole Brunhilder incident, um, Caelan wasn't going to propose Brunhilder Thorn does sound a lot more dramatic, but, but Eldus has tended to name his kids short, sharp things. Yeah, which sound cool. You know, Tristan is the biggest and floweriest one. Yeah. And even that's not particularly, you know, versus, um, well, Eldus himself. Yeah, yeah. Who, of course, didn't pick his own name. Yeah. So, yes, I will... Tell no one about the oncoming, anticipated oncoming political storm. Mm-hmm. But um, and you know, I imagine the, the whole thing with the old man moving down doesn't play out this month, and no. thus we won't cover that yet. No, no, it does not indeed. Yeah, because we don't want to. You know, no. we're trying to go over the fallout, but we want to stick to this month. It's also not necessarily going to be particularly dramatic. Yeah, like. He doesn't think Brevoy is going to come down here and start trying to kick his ass into action. Yeah. Because the last thing they want is another war. Yeah, yeah. Well, to be honest, you know, like, obviously they so the Satovas want to support, but given he's resolutely decided not to give it, both yeah. sides might be just as glad he's at least not giving it to the other side. Yeah. Although I think he's wise to present them with the, hey, look, I've already gone and I'm in it, and me and all my retainers are in a different kingdom. You know, suck it. 
as opposed to um, telling them he's going to leave before he does. Okay, so the two things I have left on my list to do, and you may have more, yep. are um, the Order of the Silver Twilight and what's happening with Mordecai's tomb yep. in, the, in the long term, uh, and the Oculus of Azathoth, you have people researching its destruction conditions. Yes, so um, let's do the Oculus one first, because I'm endeavouring to put off the tomb as long as I can. Okay, so... Now, um... I had questions about how you had arranged this before this gets arranged. Um, you have asked Tristan to look into it. Yep. You have asked the Queen of Forgotten Time to assist him as best she can. Yeah. And you have asked Christopher Rossi to assist him. Yeah. Well, I Tristan has asked Christopher Rossi. I, I have given Tristan permission to ask Christopher Rossi, um, which he has done so. Yeah. Um, is Christopher Rossi aware of the Queen of Forgotten Time, or are they trying to work around her? Um, the. I can't remember how this went down. You've listened to the podcast yep. recently. Um, when we made the decision about whether to ask the Queen of Forgotten Time for help, yep. did I bring the whole council in on that, or did I just bring the five party I, members? I haven't listened to that much of it. I haven't caught up with that. Oh, you haven't gone up to that point. No, but... as, as you, I'm, I'm up to where you go to explore Varnhold, yeah. um, where, where it's just gone missing in the first place. Yeah. And at that point... Um, your private council of PCs was aware that you were experimenting with the rings because the first—I don't know if you remember—the first time you went in, you got charmed. Yes, yes, no, I do remember. And uh, Michaela had a conversation with me, and then brought Corwin yeah, in to, to spell magic on you. Yeah, um, I do kind of count on Michaela to spot if I'm doing something weird. Um, so um, I, I would certainly have no aversion to. Um, your council knowing at any point, but I don't think they I, do. I don't think they do at this point, and I'm not desperate to tell the full council at this uh, stage. Because um, your because the gifts you got from the Queen of Forgotten Time were explicitly for your five best people, which yeah. just so happened to be the exact number of PCs that you have. Yeah, yeah. But um, so I think what I will do is check if the Queen of Forgotten Time's okay with me telling Christopher Rossi about yeah. her, and if she is, then I'm okay to tell specifically him. I'm always interested in men of learning. And so, yes, they can then... Um, Work as a... Yeah. The, you, you can do a scene with a few of desire, but you don't nah. desperately need to. Um, he is fascinated and interested. But. Yeah, um, basically, um, there are reasons why I want him specifically to know about her that relate to the next scene with the occupant, yep. with the, um, with the, what we're doing with the tomb. Yeah, and you're effectively telling him, hey, here's a big secret, shut up about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, well, which he, you know, the Order of the Silver Twilight preserves many, many ancient secrets already. Okay, so, yes, so I will then, given that the three of them are allowed to work together, accept Tristram's report when he's... Okay. No doubt there'll be a, you know, a whiteboard with, you know, many pictures on it. Okay, so this is the result of his lengthy checking over things. Yep. Um, he gets assistance from both Titania and Christopher Rossi automatically. Neither of them can fail the checks necessary to aid him. Sweet. Um, at which point... Uh, you might as well roll me a d20 and add 21 to it. Okay. 27. This is Knowledge Legendary Artifacts check. And as a result of this, he'll be able to um, tell you some of the... Um, uh, some of the nature of what the Oculus does as part of it, because yeah. he can't just research. He can't research how it works without working out how it works. Yeah. Uh, uh, 
So 26 will get most, but not everything. 27. 27. It's 25 and 30. Um, I would be happy to spend one of Tristram's hero points on that. Uh-huh. Uh, he will spend a Charisma Focus card and add plus 2 to it. Cool. Um, what I wonder about doing, however, is rolling a d6, given that, um, I mean, because I could roll a 3 on the next dice. What did you roll on that one, a 5? A 6. Right. Um, you can if you desire. It is a um, d8, because it's his card. Yep. Alright. And that takes it to 30. Okay. I'll give you what you need. So... I'm um, scarred by my long string of threes when I was trying to make that check against um, that nasty um, Cyclops guard group. So, you have seen Tristan, Rossi, and the Queen of Forgotten Time working in the castle's libraries. Um, Tristan goes in wearing the Stag Lord's ring, which puts her in contact with him. Um, like the like the monocle you had of Hagrokas that's now become your amulet, his one has changed as well. It's still a ring, but it looks different to what it did before. Um, and he now has the same capacity you have of he can just whistle her up, he doesn't have to go to sleep. Yeah. And what you literally see is the two of them in the library and then this clearly translucent illusory figure behind them talking to them. Yeah. Um, I don't think you necessarily want all three of them in trying to brief you at the same time. No, I think... Um being briefed by Tristan is quite enough of an experience yeah. without um, on the other hand Rossi's welcome to be along because he can keep his mouth it, Rossi's quite good at keeping his mouth shut but I think I'll let Tristram do the talking because you know it's very difficult to stop him uh, so illusory Titania is probably more complexity than the briefing strictly needs yeah so Caelan says uh Titan, Lady I mean, the Queen of Forgotten Time would like to be here, but she's found the research. She's found the research to strain being here and yet not being here. She's stepping between worlds. Aye, I can see that, and I, um, I wanted to gain her wisdom, but I don't particularly wish to um, well, bother we, her for anything that we um, don't strictly need to. We have the strain. We have the results. Yes, indeed, we do. Says. But Lord Tristan has made the majority of the conclusions. I shall leave him to the majority of the credit. And Tristan smiles at him, nods, and then points to the blackboard where yeah. he's got eyes drawn on and everything else. That's right. Well, as you'll as you'll no doubt be aware, uh, you're going to get all of this whether you want it or not. Yeah. Uh, you are, however, welcome to cut the GM off and say, "Just give me the shortest humanly possible." No, I'm happy to hear the. Um... Says, well. The Oculus of Azathoth, of course, is an artifact with connections to the Outer Dark. Based on our researchers, we theorised that it was probably once a meteor that fell out of the encroaching darkness. Uh, whether it was sent by the Great Old Ones deliberately or as a complete accident, it's hard to say. Myself, I favour accident. I think others have taken it on and given it, uh, made it their own. Uh, in any case, you'll you'll have observed that no doubt when you looked at, when you when you studied it that it was radiating magic, you know, overwhelming amounts. Of course, in the schools of conjuration, divination, and necromancy, you know, at a remarkably high caster level. <laughs> uh, I, with my well-known spell observation capacities, 
Ah, yes, well, <laughs> like he's, and he, he's writing up on the board conjuration, divination, necromancy. Yeah. He says, well, as you've as you've noticed, when you touch when you touch the eye, and both of us felt this, both of us felt this experience. You are filled with the knowledge of its presence that you can pluck your own eye out and replace it within the socket and gain its power uh, w- without ever seeming to harm yourself in the process. Aye. Uh, obviously, neither of us tried it. They both sort of itched their eyes yeah. unconsciously. <laughs> Kill and Rob says. Um, I don't think I don't think it would be overly wise. Although we can confirm that the that the Oculus is not an is not an intelligent item, or rather, it has an extremely limited intellect of its own. About all it's capable of doing is informing its wielder of its, its of its capacities. It's not the sort of thing that will have a compulsive effect of its own, able to compel people to use it. Although, of course, very few people, uh, many people, would not be inclined to pass up that power, even at the cost, even even at the cost of an eye. Uh, as to the eye itself, well, it provides a number of a number of abilities related to sight. From what we've discovered, you'll see here, dark vision, the capacity to see in the dark for some distance further, even than the orc, even even than orcs are naturally born with, uh, the ability to have a sight that pierces illu- pierces all illusions to see true. Uh, the oh, that thing that lets you see invisibility and the like—that's yes. a useful ability. The, still, still prefer my original eyeball. The ability to see far—it's—it's it's a very powerful scrying item. You were right. You—you—you uh, you, you were right that Vortigai was no doubt watching us. We're lucky to have caught him off guard. That was excellent planning. Now, it also allows you to—we uh, we obviously haven't tried any of these—but it also allows you to summon and bind lesser servitors of the dark creatures like the Soul Eater. To and control their bit and bid them to a limited extent. I, even if what I was inclined to truck with such, which I ain't, that um, seems to be an ability which has it's not a business a man and can safely embark on. And of course, for anyone who has the capacity to already have a pre-existing uh, psychic link with an animal, such as a wizard, with their familiar, they're able to perceive vastly further through the creature, speak through it. Control, speak through it, control it to some degree, uh, see what it sees, hear what it hears. Ah, so that's that's what the de- that's what the that's thing what, was with him using. That's what happened with Ragnamon. Yeah, his, his raven. Aye. Well, that's worth knowing. Then, of course, there's there's the haunting beckon. Uh, we discovered that it takes a full cycle of Galarian to reactivate the ability. It's that powerful once a year. At which about fits with our time scales because it was literally a year after Van Holt disappeared was when he was going to fire it at Elmsworth. Yes. Um, it charms, comp- it, it charms, compels, and simply moves a large number of people to follow the call. Anyone who is, isn't of sufficient, anyone who isn't of sufficiently high will who doesn't have a lot of life experience is simply caught along with it. There's no ability to even resist. Very few of our citizens would even get the chance to be able to resist it. Uh, essentially, it's no save unless you're under X hit dice. Yeah. And then you can have a will save. Yeah. So only your best will actually get a save, period. Yeah. Um, and I seriously wonder if Kaelin would have made it. <laughs> they're then linked, at least temporarily, to the wielder of the eye. 
Uh, we believe at this point that Vordekai used that link to teleport the ball back to his lair. It would have walked them out of town for an hour, perhaps too, but they didn't walk all the way there automatically. He brought them back across across space and possibly across the planar boundaries. The eye makes it possible as long as they're under the call of the haunting beckon. Mm. Well, that that makes good sense. I have to say, it sounds like useful abilities, but most of them of the sort I can't say, uh, even if there was a way to use it without swapping an eye for it, most of them are abil- aren't abilities that I'd fancy for myself. I can't uh, see any good use for that uh, beckon thing, even if it was against an enemy city. Well, you'll find that even if you'd decided to experiment with the powers of the eye, I doubt a lot of it would have worked for you. As I say, it possesses a very limited intellect of its own. It decides whether it's going to assist you or not. Uh, unless your abilities are... Unless your moral compass is much more in alignment with it, I doubt it would be doing much for you. Ah. Well, that's... That makes good sense, but um, I can't say I want this power, but what's more, I'm prepared to say I don't want anyone to have it. What um, progress did you make in that regard? Ah. Well, there we have made some progress. Uh... The Oculus... I, I have good news, of a sort. The Oculus of Azathoth is relatively easy to destroy, as far as such things go. That, the way you said that makes me feel that there's bad news coming, coming following the good news. Well, uh, many of these things require you to immerse them in 10,000-year-old magma, uh, have, them sw- have them swallowed by an ancient worm... Uh, send them to another plane of existence to be d- crushed by the gods themselves, that sort of thing. The Oculus can be broken right here in our kingdom by our own people. What would we have to do to make that happen? Uh, well, that's the thing. We need somebody who's opposed to its purpose, who inherently has a good heart, who can has the sort of moral compass to resist this thing utterly, and not only that, be a symbol of everything it stands against. Uh, at that point, a magical weapon with the right enchantments to make it make it aligned with the, aligned with the, with the deities of good could be brought to bear to smash it by someone of a sufficiently good alignment and of, suffic- and of sufficient experience to be able to handle the weight of mentally resisting the eye. Uh, However, the catch appears to be that it comes with a cost of one sight. Ah. Ordinarily that could be regained through clerical magic, but... Not in this case? In this case, case, you're working directly against the will of an artifact. That's the inbuilt price to be paid for it. I imagine the gods themselves could intervene to restore the person's sight, but we know they don't do that sort of thing. Aye, it seems a um, bit of an ask, given the person would have done it voluntarily. Okay, so, metal-wise... Yep. uh, You have learned enough to know this. You need a bludgeoning, good-aligned weapon, which is not very hard to obtain at all, because there are spells like aligned weapons. Yeah. And you just go, okay, that weapon is now good-aligned. Yeah, yeah, I could could just do that out of my pants. I've still got Uh, that oil. You need someone with four hit dice or more. Yep. And you need someone with good alignment. Okay. Who will then go permanently blind. That part is more tricky. Yep. And I presume this is the kind of blindness you need a wish spell or something to cure, and not merely a um, not merely a remove blindness spell. Uh, correct. That's what he's saying. Yeah. Uh, remove 
because remove blindness would ordinarily ordinarily work to make the blind see. Yeah. But in this case, because it's effectively an effect created by an artifact. Yeah. Um, it is, it is not going to undo itself. Yeah. Uh, nothing short of direct deific intervention will do this. Right. Which is essentially a miracle, and even then, possibly not. Alright, I, I see the problem. Yeah. Uh, you have several people in your kingdom who, who would qualify as somebody potentially capable of doing this. Yeah. I have to say... That's not a sacrifice I'd be prepared to make, and I'm not tremendously comfortable even asking for volunteers. Yes. Well, you can... I I kind of wish it was just the ancient river of thing. I'm sure we could find... I'm sure we could find one about the place. (laughs) Well, perhaps not in this kingdom, but they exist. You know, all we'd have to do is go track one down. Yes, on a 40-year quest is how these things tend to work. Okay, admittedly, maybe not us personally. I, I... Study some of the others. Do you know there was there was once a coin in Minkai that needed to be swallowed by an ancient worm to be defeated? Can you imagine how difficult it must be to track down one of those beasts and convince it to do that? To be honest, it sounds like those people had a significantly easier time destroying that artifact than we are going to. Mission <laughs> over you, Fuhansen. It was right that there was an ancient dragon right there in Minkai. Mm-hmm. But you had to track him down. <laughs> yeah. And get through his phase door and convince him to help you. Yeah, yeah, and it was an awesome quest, but uh, it wasn't, you know, <laughs> as tricky as this is going to be. Alright. Well. Uh, and what was the other one we ran to? Uh, uh, Suishin was one. Uh, Suishin was an artifact that died when he was... Planted over the, the corpse of the last, yeah, yeah, the, last grave, the grave of the last Amatatsu here. Yeah. Um, the Amatatsu seal ceased to exist when the Amatatsu line and had had been lost to the world and, and memory. memory. Yeah. When no one remembered them anymore, the seal would be no more. Yeah. Um, Tempest Varshal's weapon. Yeah. Um, because it held this Varshal spirit in it. Uh, I can't remember what killed that, but it was something. I don't know if it ever came up. Um, no, I don't think we knew Tempest destruct condition. Right. Because you have to be looking for the destruct condition. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. mean, the only reason we know new Suishins and the ward and the um, Amatatsu seal is that Suishin and the Amatatsu seal told us what they were. It had one, and I believe it was something in the neighbourhood of the wielder must freely and of their own will take wishes from, from Javul and co. Ah, nice. At which point Varshil's soul just dries up and goes, no... Yeah. What mm-hmm. done here? Mm-hmm. Unless we come upon, say, a really old paladin who's looking for one last good deed before the end, I I'm not comfortable soliciting volunteers for something. There might be men, men, men and women out there who'd make that trade, but I'd not be comfortable asking it of them. And you know, what would they not be doing after that? And we must be certain, we must be certain, says Crystal Rossi, that it is someone, that it is someone of the correct alignment. I can't think of any good way to explain alignment in the universe. We must be certain it is someone of the correct inclinations and alignment, without a completely pure heart dedicated to the forces of good. Uh, The weapon will hit, the wielder will go blind, if their intent is to break it, but the oculus will not shatter. 
And even worse trade. Good point. Yeah. So be sure it's someone good aligned and that they have four or more hit dice before you get them to do it. Yeah. Alright. Um, in that case, um, entrusting it to the guardianship of the lady is starting to seem like a better move. She did propose that option. Um, oh, I think it's safer there than here. And um, I can... Um, we can... If we come up with a better alternative, we can um, break uh, it out. It's very unlikely that she or any of her people will be able to destroy it. It's, uh, uh, it is an object of mortal destiny. I think you will find that whoever, whoever did such a thing would need to be mortal. I.e., even if she was willing to do it, you actually couldn't blind her and get her to do it because she's clearly not mortal. Yeah. No, and ni- neither are the Fae, for that matter. Yeah. Particularly, probably, the weird shit that lives in her weird house in, in the Forgotten Time. No, I, You're I, talking about people here, essentially, humanoids. Yeah. I wouldn't have... Um, I wouldn't have... Um, I wouldn't have thought it'd be something that she could do, and it's certainly not something I'd ask her to do. But um, watching over it, I think, it's certainly safer than keep, continuing to keep it in our treasury indefinitely. You feel her presence here like a hot breath on the back of your neck she's uh, essentially poking you to yeah. enter the meeting yeah. which she cannot do without your approval or capacity yeah, so I will um, make space for her I'm, I'm assuming she's listening to this yeah, yeah, I'm no. endeavouring to obscure this no, no, given the, how um, involved she's been the, I, um, I don't wear the amulet in yeah, you, personal you, moments you see private moments and um and, and council um, and secret council business essentially your five adventurers yeah that's the one hmm? um, so a door that wasn't there a moment ago opens inside of the, in the side of your council room it opens onto the house of forgotten time and she walks in closes the door behind her and sort of bobs her head to everyone my lords my lady how may I assist you, the Oculus? You are stuck. You are trapped with this foul, with this foul device. We'd like to destroy it, but it seems there's a high price to pay. It is not one beyond you. It is beyond me. I know, and there may be a time when I'm prepared to pay it, but that time is not this time. Are we prepared to consult the rest of the council on this? Says, says Rossi. I am... He's genuinely asking you the question. Yeah. He's not telling you. Ignorance, after all, is the greatest sin. Tristan nods sagely. The more people that know something, the better chance of it getting out. That's true. And, um... I confess I have certain trust issues. After the Nisker incident, understandable. It's... I'm not 100% certain no one on my council would ever want that, would ever be prepared to do something for personal power. For this one, I believe I would prefer to consult only my friends and um, yourself. He, he nods to this, opens his hand, slightly neither agreeing nor, di- nor disagreeing. 
I am not suggesting we open it up to the council to see if anyone is tempted to stuff it in their eye. <laughs> Merely that if we are going to contain it, if we are going to have it contained with the lady, with the lady, if if we are going to have it con- contained with the queen, then if we do not, sorry, I've lost this point slightly. Um, if we do not tell anyone of this, it is unlikely that we will find solu- It is unlikely we will find solutions later. Aye, that's a good point. I.e., because basically you have all the information you're already, you already you will be able to attain at this point. Um, what you need is a volunteer, and yep. you're not going to get one from people who don't know you're looking for a volunteer. That is Rossi's point. He, he opens that up for discussion and then merely leaves it there. He's not actually trying to push it on you. He's I th- just throwing it out there. Um, how... Uh- how comfortable would and I look at the lady. How comfortable would you be having your presence as an advisor known to my council? It is um, something that seems more relevant as you've come to be, as our relationship has grown closer. Yeah, she thinks about this for a long moment. Your council does not all intend peace. Your council do not all intend peace. Surely you see this. Aye, I'm, I'm aware. I am not... Knowledge of me is not secret, but... As you say, the more ears who hear, the more mouths that will talk. Who will be tempted by access... Who would be, who would be tempted by access to power? Is it necessary to bring me into this? Would you not tell them that you have an ally who will keep the ice, who will keep the Oculus safe for you? I um, I'm glad I asked you. I wanted to, I wanted you to be included if you wanted to be. I hadn't thought about um, what what's best in that regard. Those I think of, that those, I think of that, o- those of open minds and learning who seek peace and. You know, Hand sort of takes in the three people in the room, are always welcome to speak. Are always welcome to speak with me, but I have no desire to meet with warmongers like Sutscale or Veska. I can understand that. All right. Um, I think that, give it with the lady's proviso. I think that your idea is a good one. I don't feel entirely secure about it, but we are planning for the long haul here. Um, in fact, can I um, wreck on that one slightly? Yep. There are warmongers. There are warmongers on your council, and those who are not to be trusted. I would not be comfortable with warmongers the likes of Sutscale, or Veskit, or Kressel, knowing of this. Those are the three she tags as warmongers. And then there is the matter of first. It is a machine. It does not live. Its information can be obtained. It cannot be trusted under any circumstances. This is another one of those ones where she says something that sounds like she should be angry, and but yeah, she just sounds so. but she just sounds calm. There's, there's like a vague undercurrent of anger and possibly a vague undercurrent of sadness in it, but it's not. You know, the machine cannot be trusted. You can't do this. It's the machine cannot be trusted. Understood. So yeah, she she 
from her point of view, she considers Sutscale. Uh, Akaros, she would probably mention in this list, given that she knows the context of the politics there. Yeah, yeah, Sutscale, Veskit, Akaros, and Crystal, she tags as all being warmongers. Which probably wouldn't match Kaelin's one. Like, Akaros pretty clearly is. Yeah, yeah. You know, he likes fight. He, he actively likes fighting. D- None of the rest of them have really demonstrated to Kaelin that they particularly desperately lust for war. To be honest... Although you are inducting Chief Sotskal as the Church of Gorham, so... Yeah, well, to be honest, you know, what I'm looking at there is, um, if I had to d- 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 divide my council into the scariest, scary violence-prone yeah. ones... My list would be the same as hers. Uh, Corwin would be on the list of scary violence broken ones. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and the um, other one is, um, like, when it comes to the list of people who's, um, I don't want to know about the eye because yeah. I'm worried they're going to get it. It's all of them, yeah. It, well, it's mostly, a- it, it's Akros, and then the rest of them are considerably yeah, further down the list. Akros is exactly the kind of guy who could make a bad call there. Yeah. first, she hasn't got pegged as a warmonger, per se, which yeah. is pretty fair. Cause yeah, he really isn't. He has completely neutral opinions on violence. He yeah. does it when it's necessary and doesn't when he doesn't. Yeah. Because he's very neutral in many things. Um, but she doesn't trust him flat out, period. Yeah. So, um, However, as, as she, Rossi, and Tristan will all point out, you can easily tell the council that you have, you know, a powerful ally and not go into it. They will obviously ask questions, but... Yeah. So, um, in that case, that's what I'd like to do. So, I would like to give organise giving the, um, the um, uh, orb to her, yep. however that transpires, and brief the council on it. So... She, if she's sure she's she's okay to guard the thing, I understand that she can't destroy it. So she will hold a hand out for it. I will hold it in the house of forgotten time until it is needed to be destroyed or the stars themselves turn cold, whatever comes first. You hand it to her and it falls out of your hand, just floats a couple of inches above hers. She hasn't actually, it's not touching her yet. She says, do you accept this and give this to me of your own free will? I do. She closes her hand over it, then flinches slightly, itches her eyes, and clearly tells her, you know, you could totally stuff me. In yeah. Your this is a foul and hideous thing. I will go and lock it away. She turns, walks out through the door that wasn't, and disappears. All right. I'll organise a meeting and we'll brief the council. Um, bring your blackboard, Tristram. <laughs> but um, we maybe don't need to tell them... Maybe edit the briefing slightly. We don't need to tell them everything it does. It provides magi- It provides magical sight, of course. Aye. Provides magical sight. And there's no harm in letting them know the things Mordecai used it for. I'd say that's, that's a fairly safe thing. Yeah, at this point, pretty much everyone's aware of the haunting Beckon thing anyway, yeah. because... You have to to explain, Van Hall disappeared. And to be honest, I'm not certain that that's the one that people are really going to... that my people are really going to cover. I'm sure people want that ability, but I'm not certain my people do. There's not a lot you... As I say, there's not a lot you can do with somebody else's civilians. I mean, you can murder them all, and that's when that's the cuddling option, you know you're wading into the deep waters in alignment Um, thing. Chief Sootscale will show up at this meeting... um, in what are the robes of, um, in sort of very different, slightly different attire, very different attire for him. Um, he has on 
Um, it's not really robed so much as a big red sash across him. It has the holy symbol of Gorum on it. Um, and he has across his back a very new, very shiny looking bone great club. Yeah. Um, because, of course, you know that he's been getting inducted to the Church of Gorum in the background. Yeah. It's clearly happening. Yeah. And he comes in. He comes in. Ha! Good. Council, good council meeting. Ready, ready to go. Thank you for introducing me to those people, those people in the church. They have a lot of interesting things to say. You're you're welcome. All right. Uh, A a kobold's life has involved a lot of conflict. I never really thought to myself that it could actually really all have a purpose in the end. It's it's not my philosophy, but I thought it'd be one that might um, work well for you. And it it seems appropriate to your new role. And they gave me this. Shows off his shiny new masterwork great club. Oh, that is nice. Kel always appreciates a good way. You look at it, it's magic. Sweet. <laughs> Alright, and your yep. council appears. Yep, so... Um, uh, they have all separately to this offered you their congratulations on... Um, yep. And and as far as you know, somewhere in the background, Crystal has had a private meeting with Elvis. Yeah. So, one... Um, of which results are known until and unless you poke it. Yeah. Um... The, yeah, actually, yeah, I'd love to do it. I'll, I'll have a conversation with her after the meeting. So your council um, is here. They have all... was it, uh, so, out of curiosity, was anyone particularly surprised or interested um, in the whole um, in the whole personal revelations thing? Because I hadn't told anyone on the council except for the... Um... Oh, do, do you want your council's opinions on this? Go uh, uh, down the list again? Uh, if you wouldn't mind, I know it's self-indulgent, okay, so but I'm only going to get cool personal revelations once. All of your PCs are already aware yeah. of this, pretty much, so they have no opinions on it. Yeah, I think Michaela probably offers me congratulations. Corwin may offer me grouchy congratulations and may just kind of go, huh? Um, Christopher Rossi... Because you basically call the council together and announce this is what's going to be happening, just yep. so they're briefed in advance of the town criers going. Yeah, out. yeah. So I imagine, yeah. yeah so that the Kaelin will show up at the meeting wearing his House of Thorn ring for the first time, because this is and um, and let them know that um, Lord Ellis Thorn is going to be making a pronouncement in the next couple of days. Yeah, which we've led to our town criers for. And so Crystal Rossi taps his pen a couple of times, thinks about this. Ah, mystery solved. I had always wondered. The connection between you and House Thorn seemed a little strong for a mercenary captain, and enough research would reveal enough research would reveal that Lord Eldest engaged in several campaigns against Belkin. Interesting. Uh, General Chief Sh- General Sootscales. Yeah. Yes, we should probably call him General Sootscales for the time there. Because um, he's the kind of guy who needs the title on there. Says, huh. Good for you. Fathers should acknowledge their sons. You don't see this, this... You don't see this kind of stuff happening in kobold society. We're not so much worried about who's married to who... Who's married to who when the, um... What are little lizards? Do you know? Uh, hatchlings? Yeah. That's, that's an excellent move. We don't so much worry about who is married to who when the hatchlings are conceived, just who's strong enough to rise up to the ranks of chief. Obviously, uh, now your father recognises you were that man. <laughs> Good for you. 
Svetlana. I cannot say I saw this coming in any way, unlike Councillor Rossi, but I also cannot say I am deeply surprised now that I know you always had an inherent nobility within you. Get him, blushers. <laughs> uh, I'll jump straight ahead here to the person who immediately interrupts her, which is Cressel. Yeah. Who, who, because this is before she's met with yeah. elders at this point. Yeah. Um, she says, uh, well, no, uh, nobility. I thought you were a decent guy. Still, I suppose we all have our curses to bear in our bloodlines. <laughs> You'll get over it, I'm sure. It's only half of that consoles you any. <laughs> True enough. <laughs> I can guarantee you my mother wasn't from A bastard her. noble's only half a noble, after all. And Tristan, Tristan sort of makes this but, but, just you reply, they're just, no. <laughs> Let it happen. <laughs> and, um, I guarantee you my mother wasn't noble of anything. Jod. Well, I prove that. Well, I prove that your father has finally acknowledged you. It has taken him an awfully long time. I am. Um, I'm not blind to that. I imagine that. Not to intrude in your personal fears, but I imagine he has not been perhaps quite the father figure you would have need. You would have wanted or needed as a child. There were. Caelan looks down. This isn't something he customarily talks about. It was a difficult situation. It's and I'm not I'm not blind to the fact that it looks as though the old man's only acknowledging me now I've become a success, as it were. Mm, says John politely about <laughs> I don't um I don't think that honestly is what's happening, but um he's aware of how it looks. And uh, to be honest, I'm just happy enough that I don't have to keep it a secret anymore. Do you and he will smile, Helen will smile slightly at Tristram. Do you think that Lord, do you, do you think that Lord Eldest would take counselling on this matter? I think he's had a difficult road with um, Tr- Tristan's no, no and shaking his head <laughs> He's had a difficult road but he's a man of, he's had a difficult road and I know he's got some regrets but he's a man of Firm opinions, I think. Come, um, it's hard enough for him to acknowledge that he's made mistakes. I don't think he's necessarily prepared to talk about them. Vescat, uh, so you and this Tristan are of the same clutch. You are hatchlings together, as. Thick as thieves, as you, if you will pardon the expression. Because, of course, it was you two that went down and robbed them. <laughs> this makes a certain kind of sense. My congratulations to you on seizing this chiefship. <laughs> I really do have a weird counsel. Yes, yes, you do. This unit has come to acknowledge over the years in Stagthorn that family and friends are what matters most. It is important to keep them close, regardless of how many years it has taken Lord Eldest to acknowledge this. There are doubtlessly complex political reasonings behind his theorems. It is good to see, for your own personal benefit, 
that he has decided to also protect that which matters most, his family line, acknowledged and clear. It is not good to not know who oneself is. Hi. And Dr. Kel will thank you all. I appreciate it. It's, um, whatever other people may think, it's something that matters a great deal to me. I, I think it's worth toasting you with a beer or... <laughs> and, uh, at that time, we will join the council meeting down the pub. Yep. <laughs> so, yes, rolling into this council meeting. <laughs> Oculus of Azathoth. Yes, so... Just, we, um... Have we have run across something in our dealings with Vordekai that um, I was keeping quiet until Tristan could do a bit more research on it. The um, Oculus, the device that um, Vordekai was using, survived his fall and appears to be still in working condition. Yes. Uh, let, let me tell you about it, says Tristan, produces a picture of it. Yeah. Basically. And... He tells them a story which is substantively what he told you, but he's definitely slanting it. Um, he points it out as an object of the outer dark um, that inspires madness and a desire to pluck out one's eyes simply by holding it. Yeah. Um, which is uh, on the edge of truth, but certainly isn't true. Yeah. Um, that it's alive and corrupts its wielders and that sort of thing, which again is on the edge of truth. Yeah. Um, the thing is, like, if you're not evil aligned when you put this thing in, it won't do anything. But if you start trying to use it, you know, the sort of actions you'll be taking with this kind of thing will eventually move you to a nice evil alignment anyway. Yeah. Um, and then explains, fortunately, we, we do have the capacity of swords to destroy it, although we're not sure we'll be able to find a sufficient volunteer uh, at jump in if he's telling yeah, too much but yeah. at, at the moment it's been kept in the hands of an ally uh, safe and away from public view um, yeah, that's fine I'm content with that but what we'll need for it is blah yeah as you can imagine while there's a number of people who could potentially take this on it's not something I'm precisely keen to ask ask for assistance on so it's a bloody high price to pay. I think the thing will come back with... Um, I'm pretty confident it's it's safe for the moment, but I think if we can't destroy it, it will come back to bite us down the line sooner or later. But it's not a price I personally am willing to pay at this time. And the hint there is basically that it's something Caelan could contemplate once he was old enough, yep. but it's not something he's prepared to pay at this time. Yep. And debate goes round your council. Um, several of them, unsurprisingly, will ask who this mysterious ally is who's holding this extremely powerful artifact. Can yeah. we trust them? Yeah, Caelan uh, uh, will say that um, he trusts them. Yeah, McCaelan, And there's a reason that we're, that we're not publicising who's got it and yeah. where it is. Michaela obfuscates the question several times. Yeah. Um, it's not by any means getting to a heated discussion, but yeah. people are asking when Svetlana steps in. It says, ultimately... We can only trust Galen's word for this, or not. I, for myself, trust him absolutely. If he says this ally is good, and this ally can be trusted with the Oculus, then they can. That should be the end of it. It is not whether we trust this mysterious person we do not know, it is whether we trust our king. And that kind of puts pay to the argument. Yeah! Mm -hmm. um, and then discussion goes round... Uh, 
about you know we could we could send out and you know, practically speaking we could send out and try and find somebody who's nearing the end of their life anyway and yeah. might be willing to do this in exchange for survivors' benefits to their family or something in that neighbourhood. But um, that does require publicising the situation. Yes, yes, we. Like, no, no, none of them are aware of a nice high-level paladin who happens to be... Really old, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it has to be someone who isn't blind already, for obvious reasons. Yeah, naturally. Obvious reasons. If there's no price being paid, it doesn't work. Uh, yeah. Um, At which point you hit the thing, it doesn't break, you go blind, but you already were. First says, is this unit capable of taking this action? I have already suffered damage, and am willing to endure more for the good of the kingdom. I must protect that which matters most. I am not certain you would qualify. Uh, no, I'm, I'm afraid it has to be mortal, and there is a matter of moral outlook. You're not immoral, precisely, but, but you are a golem. It's Your moral code is perhaps different from the one that's being... Yep. Well, I, I trust it is perhaps different from the one. Yep. I'm also... There, while it's a heroic offer, I'm not wouldn't be wild about asking you to make that sacrifice. It's a greater thing to sacrifice something when you're something of that nature when you're potentially immortal than it is when your lifespan is somewhat shorter. And at this point, um Kaelin will look across at Tristram and Christopher Rossi yeah. for reasons that will become apparent in the next scene. <laughs> and um How's that? And, like oh, the, right. the next conversation we're going to have is about the um, what we're going to do about the yep, temple, yep. which is going to come very heavily around to the Fae Lords and Ladies. Um, so, Corwin says, I, there's, there's spells I can, I can prepare to tell, if you're, to tell if you'd be capable of doing it. We wouldn't, want to, we wouldn't want to waste someone on this without knowing it'll work. Aye. It's a lot like, um, it's, a, it's a big deal. It's not something we'd want to do lightly. I wouldn't ask it of any of you. That I wouldn't ask any of you to do something I'm not prepared to do my own self. You are not asking. We are volunteering. I hope we're not. <laughs> Kellen will look I have with considerable concern at Svetlana. I have done a lot of harm to this kingdom... If it is necessary, if there is a way in which I can help redeem some of that. You're doing that day by day, sitting on this council, helping people. I and, don't... and besides, says George, you're a young woman with your entire life ahead of you. And a child's race. Svetlana will sort of... Yes. <laughs> Sits back there. She can't really argue with that one. Yeah, so Caitlin will come round and put an arm round her shoulders. You've done a great deal of good for this kingdom as well, Lass, and we've all made mistakes. I appreciate the offer, but I'm really looking for someone who's closer to the end of their life, and if that means we have to wait for somebody to get old, well, we'll all get there eventually, and me sooner than most. You mean says Jord. An old man dedicated to the well-being of the community above anything else. Someone who understands the values that make Stagfall strong. Willing to do what it takes to keep our city safe. Someone like that, perhaps? 
And he smiles slightly. How old is John referring? I didn't think John was that old. Uh, he he's certainly not ancient when he stretches imagination. He is like mid fifties, so he he could easily be twenty years away from dying of old age. Bloody hellfire! If it was a matter of if it was a matter of suicide, then. That would be a very different conversation, but they're only old eyes. They will fade on their own anyway. I'm rather assuming that the kingdom could still find a place. That, r- rather assuming that the kingdom could still find a place to look after an old man in his dotage, and there's obviously several nods around the table at this. Bloody hellfire, Jod. Bloody hellfire, all of you. I mean, I figured I'd need to ask you. I didn't... It cannot be you. You you cannot lead our lead our armies against the next lich, the next lich or dragon or threat that comes without being able to see what you're hitting. To uh, some of us it... Uh, I, will matter but, less. I, but... I, it's not... I lead people against these things because it's not fitting to ask men to do what you want to do yourself. It's... I... Yeah. I... I see your point, but... It is a sacrifice that would undoubtedly be in the kingdom's best interest, but it's a hell of a sacrifice to make. Nonetheless, it is one that I'm prepared to make. As I say, the I doubt I could continue to function in a role as important as the high priest after losing without my sight. But there are lesser roles in the church. The community can be cared for by a kind by a kind word and a listening ear, just as well as a strong back, sharp eyes, and a helping hand. Kalen looks very troubled. Yeah, so looking round at your council, um, Svetlana has volunteered very reluctantly and has pretty much been convinced by the fact that you have a child. Yeah. You know, do them first. Uh, first is totally prepared to volunteer for it, but Tristan doesn't think he'll qualify. <laughs> both on the basis of not being mortal and probably not being good aligned by yeah. his nature. Um, although you could actually check that because Corwin is capable of casting detect good, detect lore, etc., etc., on people. Yeah. Um, they only have to be good, they don't have to be lawful or chaotic or anything of the sort. Yeah. Um, no one else is prepared to even remotely volunteer. Tristan has the good grace to look quite uncomfortable and sort of um at it. Because he might, but, you know, the reading... Yeah, he's a young man. Yeah. But it's a... But it's he's, he's, he's not prepared to actually volunteer, he just has the good grace to look slightly embarrassed about the fact that he's not prepared to volunteer. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's kind of hard to argue with the fact that Veskit really doesn't have a dog in the fight at all. Yeah, the, the, um, I don't imagine she meets any of the restrictions, and it's hard to see why oh, she, she should. She's, she's mortal. 
she yeah. would quite handily call for that, whether she's good aligned or not. Isn't that I'm quite certain she isn't, but um, additionally, it's... Yeah, yeah. You could totally detect good and evil on your council, you just might find out more than you wanted to know. Yeah, yeah, the, the, some cans are best not open. Alright, so I think at this point, um, Kalen will um, state that we'll have to discuss this further. Yeah, yeah. John's and, certainly not volunteering to do it to, you know, ten or two hours from now. Yeah, and the council will break up. Yeah, basically, um, uh, depends if you want to talk to John about this or just have more off-screen info dump from him. Um, I, I want to. I want to think about this more. Yeah. Uh, basically, in exchange for doing this, um, what he wants is pretty much a a position within the church and effectively a, a state guaranteed pension. Yeah, which you could trivially grant. Um, what I want is opinion conversation with people. Yep. Not necessarily with John. Yep. Um, you have whatever um, people you're looking for. Um, I don't necessarily need to do this in character. Yep. What I'm looking for is an understanding of whether John, in fact, could continue to function as high priest. Um, I, I guess there's paperwork and stuff. Yeah, the, the general assessment is probably not. He would need so much help at that point um, that someone else would um, effectively need to become the high priest. Yeah. He'd still be fulfilling a role. It yeah. just wouldn't be a council role. He'd effectively be... Like, he's already got two and three and four ICs under him. Yeah. He'd be dropping down to somewhere around the three IC level. So potentially um, what he could be is the high priest of the church of the church in Elkrest, specifically? He could certainly be the high priest of the temple. Of, oh, of, the, of the, the Elk. Elk. Yeah. Which you know, would... obviously there are certain duties that he couldn't do there, but yeah, yeah. assistance and all that. Yeah. All right. So, um, yes, at that point, I do want to have a conversation with John. Yeah. Probably the following day. Yep. You have a job. Kaylin. You look like you've been thinking very hard. So have I, I assure you. I, um, didn't sleep well last night. It's, um... You know, the thing about kingship that you don't necessarily realise going in is there's always something that you'd never thought... A situation that you'd never thought had come up and aren't prepared for. And they, they just seem to keep coming. There's a temptation in my mind to just put the problem aside. The um, thing's safe enough where it is. Um, and... But... And if it remains so, then you've made this tremendous sacrifice, and it hasn't been necessary. On the other hand, if someone does find the thing, we could be right back where we were before. It's not necessarily better to have it with Vordekai. It's not necessarily... There are living opponents who might be worse than Vordekai, terrifying a notion as that is. I certainly, if that, um, if Erevetti is, um, still human enough to use this thing, I, um, think he'd take it in a heartbeat and do very well with it. And he has a kingdom at his back already. I don't think he knows we have it, but he seems to know every, he yeah. seems to know every single other thing about Give me. Give me the <laughs> It's... I guess... What I've come to ask you is 
Are you sure that this is something you would really be prepared to do? I've had some time to think about this. I've been thinking about this all night as well. At my age, <clears throat> sleep comes. Sleep doesn't come all. Sleep doesn't come all that easy anyway. The fact of the matter is. If it were a question or it been unnecessary, it might be one thing, but you have it somewhere safe now, you say, and I'm with Svetlana here, I trust your judgment on, on your allies, but wherever it is, I shall presume that you have it concealed away with the centaurs or your father or some such, I don't need to know, uh... Heavens no, I don't need the temptation to do something foolish again. <laughs> I don't think that's the... Uh, I, I would think it highly unlikely as well, but... The, um... You weren't the sticking point on my council, but there are... <laughs> there are people that... There are people I work with who have impulse control issues. Regardless, its current situation cannot simply remain static forever. No matter how carefully you have concealed this thing or how well it is guarded, it has been my very limited experience, based more on stories, I admit, than any true personal experience, that such things want to be found, they want to be used. The Oculus will continue... To, if, we, if we don't destroy it, the Oculus will continue to exist long beyond any of our lifespans or even our grandchildren's lifespans. I'm sure you've taken every precaution to make it safe now, but what can you say will happen 400 years down the road? I can't, and I don't particularly want to imperil the person I've entrusted it with either. It's not their, it's not their problem that taking it on for me. As to myself... I cannot say I won't miss curling up with a good book or any number of things, but I took oath to Aristotle a great many years ago. I swore that I would do whatever was in, within my power to protect my community, to build a civilization and see it thrive. I have tried my very best my entire life to keep to the, keep to the spirit of that vow. And now this falls upon my lap. If it is within my power, it is something I can do. I could have never seen this coming, of course, but this is already the life that I chose to accept. These are the vows that I chose to take. It is nothing... If I went out to defend the village from orcs with a longbow, <laughs> I would very likely be killed in the process, but I would at least keep my parishioners safe. Here... I have been asked of much less for much more. The fact is, Kevin, I, I have been with Stagthorn since the beginning and it has been tremendous, but I can't go on forever. Am I still going to be your high priest a year from now? Five years from now? Sooner or later I'm going to want to retire. <laughs> I, 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 I see your point. There's still much I can do, even without my sight. I can still preach, listen, heal. Aye. 
If this is something you're truly prepared to do. You know as well as I do that it needs doing. I didn't see what came out of Candlemere, but I saw what came to Lakeview. Those crawling undead. I saw what the dreams of the tower did to some of our people. I saw what the power consumed Niska with, although she was ruined long before it touched her. Hi, but she was worse after. You're not the only one that's made mistakes in a time. I'm not a highly learned man like Lord Tristan. I cannot pretend that um, I have any great understanding of the outer dark or what it represents. But I know it is opposed to everything that our Lord stands for. Aye. You're not asking me for this, Caelan. I'm volunteering. Remember that. Aye. And Caelan will clap him on the back. When... When would be a good time to do this? <sighs> the... I would like to sit down and read an entire library's worth of books first. See a lovely young woman dance for me again. One just young enough that I should know better. Any number of things, but... The list could go on forever. I'm sure the Oculus is relatively safe where it is, but I cannot chance heavy delays simply for my own personal gratification. Let it be done as soon as possible. Within the week, then. We'll speak of it in the council, but I wanted to speak of this privately. Some things... Something that beyond words. I'm honoured to know your job, Kafkin. And proud. You saved me, Galen. Five years ago. If, if, if I'd come down here to find the Temple of the Elk on my own without you, I've no doubt been eaten by that cursed bear that was living in it in the <laughs> first place. Even if you, even if by some miracle I'd managed to kill it with my, uh, well, spells of some kind, certainly not my martial prowess. I don't think I would have ever forged a community half as strong as the one I've had the honour of living in. And I'm not going anywhere. I still intend to live here for quite some years yet. We'll be proud to have you. Okay. Yes. You go back to the council with this. Yes. Um... Just really need a council meeting for it. People no, no. are pretty much in unanimous agreement. No, no, the um, the this is the Kalen tells people John's volunteered to do this. I'm prepared to let him. Uh, I think we should all, you know, honour him for this. Galen doesn't cry, he's a butch manly half. Helen mm-hmm. is not a butch manly half or Well, if he does cry, he does very little bit when no endeavours to make sure nobody notices. It's uh, Um 
Corwin and Tristan will want a couple of days with Jaws to basically um, literally poke him with various spells to see if they can work out what his hit dice and alignment are, basically. Yep, sounds fine. And, um, like, I think at this point the kingdom is prepared to buy Jod a good aligned weapon to do this thing with as opposed to taking the punk root of the um, oil or whatever. Uh, you, you don't need one. Okay. So, um, Corwin can cast the spell, a line weapon. Okay, sweet. Which will make it a good line weapon. Yeah. So, they go off, they test these spells, and Corwin comes back to you. And I'll have a private conversation with the lady and let her know what's going on with this. I, his heart shines like, his, his heart shines like light. No big surprise there, is there? No. Uh, he's, he's a good one. He'll do, he'll do for it. Hey, John satisfies all the condition, all the conditions. This should work perfectly. I, I guess that's as good as we're gonna get. Thank you both. Right, and the Queen of Forgotten Time will return this to you, albeit not immediately. She doesn't just sort of whip it out of her pocket. No, and no, the, um, I, I, I give her advance notice of, you know, in a couple of days we yeah. would like to do a ritual to destroy this if yeah. you could have it in, back in, in a couple time. of days. There's no trouble at all. Yeah. Um, and she does sort of the same ritual with you in, in reverse. She says, I will give this to you, I will give this to you of my own free will. You swear your only intent is to destroy it. Aye. Oculus have it on falls into your hand. Again, you know you could pluck it out and gain awesome yeah. mad powers and shit. Yeah. I glare. Yeah, you ignore this. Yeah, I glare viciously at the eye. Alright. I kill them, actually. If I had the guts for it, I'd break you myself. You filthy piece, piece of glass. <laughs> I'm sure you... Uh, it, that's not necessarily in front of John right. so much as just when I pick it up from um, uh, when I pick it up from the lady. Yeah, uh, is that out loud in front of her? Yeah, she will look at you. I'm certain you would make the sacrifice if needed, but there will be other sacrifices you will need to make for peace in the future. Let your high priest do his part. Aye, you're right. Uh, and. This is going to be a fairly private thing because you don't want to make a big public ceremony out of anything. Um, John says, "I, I suggest that we don't make too much of a. Well, actually, I suppose it doesn't matter if you make a big ceremony out of it after he's destroyed it. I, I think like doing it beforehand is just kind of inviting someone to teleport in and do it. Yeah, I think." After it's been done, we'll let people know what yeah, Jolda yeah, sacrificed for the a, kingdom. That there was an object of great evil that could only be destroyed by a man willing to sacrifice his sight. Yeah. you know, of good and pure heart. And, and I don't think we need to. I don't think we need to mess about with. And it was the one Vordekai used to yeah. effectively destroy Varnhol. So, best to destroy Varnhol. John will take it into the council chamber, and says, "Well." If I'm about to do something incredibly manly, I might as well do it right. Uh, Your Majesty, may I borrow your flail? Uh-huh. Absolutely. Yeah. Takes the centaur's flail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and Corwin says, I let's pass that here for a second. Lady, let some of your divine grace flow through this. See what's in this man's heart and put it in, put it, and put it into his weapon. A line weapon on it. Yeah. Now a good line magical flail. Um, it's all right then. 
And um, Jod and I will have spent the pr- some of the previous night in the temple praying yep. for still. If this doesn't work, it's it's been an honour serving with you all. Did I guide my hand? <sighs> Brings the flail round on the table, and the Oculus goes smash. <laughs> there is a massive shattering noise, well beyond. Any near, anywhere near the level of strength Jod could put into this, the level of damage the flail could do, or the size of the Oculus itself, which is merely the size of a medium-sized creature's eye at this point. Um, it sounds like he just drove a tank through about 30 plate glass windows. Yeah. It goes in a huge massive shattering noise. Um, and there is as Jod lifts the flail off, there, did, did that get it? There is nothing left but a, well, actually, there won't even be a dent on the table given the level that he swings at. There is b- barely a scratch on the table from the flail, and there is nothing left of this thing. No shards, no red mist, nothing. And Tristan and other people start casting Detect Magic on everything. Incredible, it's, it's gone. It's there's, there's nothing here anymore. It, it's parted out of our re- not only parted out of our reality entirely. It's it's like it never was. It you you did it, John. It's it's unmade entirely, destroyed utterly in every fabric. Oh, excellent. And and how are you, John? Waves a hand in front of his own face. His eyes don't track it or anything. Um, his eyes look fine. They haven't gone white or blood red or anything of the sort. He looks still like himself. Ah. Fumbles around the chair behind him. Sits down. I can't see. Well, that, that, if I can't see and the Oculus is gone, then that's a sign it worked, right? Aye. It worked. Well done. Um, this, this was worth it, too. Well, I I feel fine. I, I don't feel tired or anything of the sort. I just I, I can't see. I was thinking last night you know we can hire a pretty young woman to read books to you that would be rough nice <laughs> and we will talk further yeah. but... <laughs> he appears to be perfectly fine he, he tells you that he feels absolutely no pain of any kind he saw the flail swinging down on it heard the smash and that was the last thing he saw he can't see anymore, but his eyes don't hurt. He doesn't feel in pain, doesn't feel any more infirm than he did. He just can't see. Uh, Corwin will actually cast Remove Blindness on him, because he's prepared it anyway, just yeah. on the off chance this works. It doesn't do anything, obviously. Yeah. And John, you know, thanks him for his efforts. Yeah. And yes, the um, I think um, 
Kaelin doesn't go off and get drunk, but he has a yeah. quiet day. And the council will, uh, pretty much, every single member of the council will universally vote to give John whatever the hell sort of pension he wants. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, he's keeping his council house, um, all that sort of thing. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds we'll just, appropriate. We'll give the new high priest another house or a yeah. castle room or whatever he wants. John yeah. Can, because John's currently living in the Temple of the Elk and yeah. he still wants to remain there. Yeah, absolutely. And yes. Okay. And the, um, several days later, Jod's sacrifice is publicly announced to the kingdom. Yep. And Jod himself gets a lot of personal congratulations about this because, uh, you're, you're not giving them all the details, but it's basically, you know, there was a foul object that Vortigo yep. was using for evil. It could only be destroyed by a heroic man sacrificing yep. his sight. You know, John Captain nobly took this on. Yeah. Uh, people have no trouble understanding why John did it as opposed to Caitlin. Yeah. Um, and John gets a lot of credit and congratulations and pies and things from it from the Good. community. Good. Good. Um, there is one follow-on to this scene. Yes. Um, which will come uh, after you, probably a week or two, about two weeks after you have publicised this. Um. You get Korea 23 from Pytax arrives to tell you that the King of Pytax would like to meet with you. Oh, yeah? And Castruccio Iravetti, the clockwork king, comes into your throne room. Um, and word has reached me of the Oculus at Abaddon and the sacrifice your high priest has made. I. I have some understand. I have some understanding of the nature of the. Of, I have some limited understanding of the nature of the outer dark. The Oculus would have been a great threat, either now or in the future, depending on who amongst your people would give in to its temptations first. I would like to honor this. I would like to honor the sacrifice this John Kafkin has made by making him an offering. And he has got a golem with him um, that looks like a dog, pretty much. Um, it's very obviously a, a robot golem dog. Um, and he sort of bought it in and is just sitting in the corner. This... This is, this is canine first. It is, a new develop, it is a newly developed unit. It is capable of perceiving threats around, threats around him communicating information that your high priest will no longer be able to perceive I would like to make him this gift in, in honour of his sacrifice I will um, we'll need to speak to Jod in person but of course. I think he'll be honoured and I thank you Summon Jod yeah. Jod appears and comes in the throne room uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll make sure he's briefed on the way in, yep, so it's yep. not like it, 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 so he's not walking into the room and oh yeah, there's the Clockwork King. Yeah, he's it? he's got the blind man stick. Now. Yeah, um, he comes in. Priest Kafkin, the Outer Dark is a threat to us all, the the men of this region, and everything else within it. Such an object should such an object should be destroyed. You have done well to do so. This is this unit is this unit is canine first. It is a facsimile of a dog. It is capable of doing blah 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 blah. He 
lists off a string of technical specifications, which John doesn't necessarily understand any better than Caelan does. If you would receive, if you would receive it, then if, if you would take it, then it is yours. Oh, well, that's um, uh, quite the, the strange honour. <laughs> I'm not sure how I feel about having some sort of uh, servant. It does not live, or it does not live or feel. It is intelligent and capable of sensing. But you do not need to concern yourself with the morality of controlling the creature. Oh, that's that's um, sure. Kel, look over at Jod. I'm sure it will benefit from care, as you know, have others. <laughs> you know, it's got you know. I will you know communicate with Jod privately yeah. after the fact that you know. If it can't feel, then we're fine, and if it can feel, we're yeah. better masters for it than a Ravetti would be. <laughs> and John is not actually the kind of guy that would let this slide by, especially Ravetti. We've been working, we've been working very well with First. He seems to have intellect, emotions, functionality. That unit, as I have mentioned to your king in the past, is severely defective. <laughs> it requires correction. An offer I would be happy to further negotiate if you have changed your mind. I'm afraid first is still not for sale. I assumed as much. Nor, nor do I think that we should mar your generosity in this case by speaking of um, areas on which we disagree. As you say, this is this is a gift. If you run into any difficulties operating it, get a message to me. Or speak to your Majesty. He will he will have the necessary intellect to operate it. And yeah, so if um, unless John's prepared, wants to flat refuse this, yes. I will encourage him with the reflection that it, it, uh, he'll be a good master yeah, to the yeah. thing. And if it if it develops sentience, it's better with us than a Ravetti. And if it doesn't, it really John doesn't matter. Thinks it's weird. Yeah. Um, if it really freaks you out, we can just pretend you took it. <laughs> yeah, just stick it in the corner like the robo-pet turn it off. Well, I'm sure someone will benefit from yeah, it. Yeah. If it there's no reason it has um, to be him. John finds it, it very weird to start with, but after a while with this thing, he actually finds it quite useful. That'd be um, my money. It's, it's definitely not sentient, though. Yeah. It doesn't respond to his care or not in any way. Yeah. Um, he eventually says, it's, it's rather like a very sophisticated walking stick. Yeah. I mean, it, it can't read the it, it it can't read the papers, but um, everything else it seems to operate well with. I've tried uh, speaking to it. I, I, it understands instructions, but there's no point speaking to it, feeding it, interacting with it. Nay, and to be honest, that actually troubles me a lot less than if it was something much closer to first. Nay, I um got a bit jumpy around other golems after first, but haven't had. Several conversations with 28. There's nobody in there to talk to. It couldn't make it clearer that our first is, is a whole different proposition. It seems that um, when people usually make golems, what they want is mindless obedience, at which point giving the thing a mind is um, something counterproductive. But I've reason to believe first's creators were altogether different from whatever they're, the majority it, of stuff they're up to in that kingdom. It, accept, it accepted having a new name and input put into it, though. 
canine first, indeed. It's very disrespectful to our first. This is Arrow. What a great name. Sweet. He's got an Arrow. He's got a canine sidekick. He's got a robot dog named Arrow. Awesome. And Kaelin will see, too, the um, books read by Pretty Young Woman. Yep, thing. yep, which John is very happy with. Yep. <laughs> well, they sound young and pretty. Yeah. <laughs> you can always tell a pretty girl by her voice. Mm. <laughs> I'm definitely getting Curse of the Ch- Curse of Chelion flashbacks here. The um, I don't know if you remember the end of the story, but the... Um, heroic man of God winds up blind and yeah. gets pretty young consoles himself by having pretty young woman read him, di- read him dirty fiction <laughs> yeah George not much from the, in the dirty fiction department no I don't think though. so but this guy was having people read him the Canterbury Tales <laughs> the, the, the universe equivalent yeah. of the Canterbury Tales oh, yeah and the oculus of Azathoth is destroyed <laughs> yeah ow <laughs> <laughs> John gains a level from it, though. Yep. He defeats the CL20 artifact. Yep. Yep. <laughs> that will bring him to five levels of claret. Yep. Kaelin picks up another Kalos on his soul. <laughs> uh, and he hasn't lost his spiritual spellcasting, of course. Yes. It still works just as well as ever. Yeah, well, you know, to be honest, you know, given John's com- combat and yeah, capabilities... Well, he, he takes stuff like make whole and lesser restoration in that routinely instead of um, combat spells because he doesn't do combat. Yeah. Good lord, this is all the same month. Yes. Yep. Alright, so... Um... Yes, you remember I said you may want to play all these things out before you shuffle and rejig your council? Yeah, you know, I can see why. Vortikai killed. I'm just catching up my um, kingdom notes. Um... It is now um, ten ten. Uh, the one still on my list is the um, the Order of the Silver Twilight. And what you're going to do with Vortigae's tomb? Yes. Which we can do now or do in another session, as you please. Um, I think um, let's have an initial conversation with Tristram and Rossi and see if it turns out to be a long conversation. I, I suspect it could actually be kind of brief at yep. this point. Yep. All right. Uh, I can wait on you. Yeah, just let me um, catch this up a little bit. That makes Jod one of the highest level people in your kingdom. <laughs> well, as he says, there's still a lot he can bring to the table. Yeah. Uh, the only person on your council who has more levels than him is Svetlana. Sweet. Who has six levels in Sorceress. Nice. Alright, so um, after this happens, mm-hmm. and, you know, some time has passed, mm-hmm. Kaelin will um, sit down with first, with um, Tristram and Rossi specifically to yep. discuss the fate of the temple. Yes. To discuss the fate of the tomb. Kaelin. <sighs> we need to talk about what we're going to do about Mordecai's tomb. Of course. In fact, you'll mostly be getting Rossi here because you are talk, speaking to them as members of the Order of the Silver Twilight. And Rossi. Yeah. Rossi is the senior one. Let us take the opportunity to study this carefully. Yes. This is not an identical situation to Candlemere. The I would bi- certainly hope not. The building itself is 
of considerable considerably less danger to the populace. However, one of the reasons I didn't expect this business with the Oculus to have the result it did, but one of my purposes was to enable you to meet with the Queen of Forgotten Time to understand where she and I would suspect the others are coming on from. I, be- I cannot speak, of course, speak for them, but I believe the High Lords and Ladies of the Fae would as little as they appear to agree on things, universally want us to destroy this place. This is perhaps more relevant as a point of concern to Tristram than to you, but I want you to understand where I'm coming from. For mortals to sacrifice something is more painful than mortals because they will have to live with it forever. They paid a very high price to shield this knowledge from us because they believed it would lead to our destruction. They are no longer capable of paying that price again. If the Lords of the Outer Dark return, it may be that our gods are not capable of stopping them. Rossi twitches slightly, and he's just patiently listening to you state your piece. He's clearly got several things to say about it. That's the one side. I confess it... My opinion on this has changed somewhat. Watching what Jod was prepared to do to destroy the Oculus has made me more conscious of what I'd be risking here. That's what I'm thinking about. Tell me what your proposal is. Let me tell you what I am thinking about. I am thinking about what happened at Candlemere and what an opportunity was wasted. I accept that you had no way of knowing that Gwydinesca would seize the power of Candlemere for herself, but... If the Order had been allowed access to it, if we had been able to study it, certainly at the least she would not have obtained it. Far more likely, I think, we would have obtained some advanced warning of Vordekai, some knowledge with which to oppose him. I Now, you, you've actually given them access to the tablets, haven't you? So they have some of the... Because Tristan went down and looked at them. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think... Yeah, yeah, because Tristram would have... I, I, I yeah, don't think I actually, explicitly took Tristram to um, to the tomb at this stage. The uh, centaurs are guarding it. You took him down to look at the various tablets that Vordekai had to look at his diaries and that sort of thing. Oh, right, to see okay. what's going on there. Okay. So that, that gives him this piece of information. Okay, alright. I thought I took Van down there, but um, I didn't remember taking Tristram down. I thought Tristram had been down and looked at them. Possibly he had. I mean, I, I, can't, I can't remember... I mean, possibly that took place in amongst him going and poking around and um, coming down to see Varnhold. I don't. I'm happy to stipulate that this happened at this point. So Tristan and I have been speaking. So basically, Tristan's been down there and studied the later stuff briefly. Tristan yeah. and I have been speaking about the contents of Vordekai's 
uh, diaries, musings, the, the great stone, the uh, library of stone tablets that you found. It was, I, I believe, based on our understanding of it at present, that it was Candlemere that woke him up, as it were. He understood that its power had been accessed, accessed, violated in some fashion. All right. That is what stirred him out of his original 10,000-year coma, as it were. Now, this is not... By, by Niska? Because I let her go down there? Without studying further, I, I cannot say. It could have been... It is unlikely to have been the initial your initial intrusion into Candlemere. Others have been there before, presumably over the course of the River Kingdoms. It is possible that Vordekai's time was that Vordekai's time was simply up, and he had deatrophied enough to regain his consciousness at this time. It is possible that Niska's interference served as something of an alarm bell for him to awaken him from his slumber. Without further study, I cannot say, but there is. Based on Vordekai's own musings, he said that he awoke to a strange new world, feeling something of the tower to the east that had changed. It is entirely possible that it was you accessing it, Niska taking its power, or even sealing it off. Without study of the reciprocal documents at Candlemere, we can never know, but I theorize that Candlemere could have given us some knowledge of Vordekai, some... Some advanced warning. Some advanced warning possibly even some weakness of his, some capacity to fight him. Who knows what ancient knowledge was lost there. If you do the same again here, you are blinding us for the future, as surely as we have blinded Jod, but this time not to protect us, simply to keep us ignorant, because ancient Fae and the gods tell us that we shouldn't interfere with such things. Is if they have stepped out of the way, then it is not their place to interfere anymore. Ignorance is the greatest sin of all. We have already committed it once at Candlemere. Let us not commit it again here. If you want personal payment for these tablets, for this knowledge, then the, the Order will muster something together. Nay, no, nay. No, fair trade for any ancient books. If you want us to take <laughs> precautions, then we can do so. But when we last spoke at Candlemere... You said that we could. That you said that the order would be permitted access to the next tomb. Aye. That, that turned out to be. That turned out to be the Forgotten Barrow, a situation beyond your control. I understand, but how many more are there to be before our promise is fulfilled? That puts this in a simple frame. But I'm more moved that, that I owe you, and you're right, I do. But I'm more moved by your other argument, and without without what Tristram's been able to find out out about Vordekai we would have been we would have been left in the dark this time I can't overlook where he got that knowledge you're right about that I have to confess I um, not being a learned man myself it um, appears to me that it just falls out of his it, it just falls out of his skull but it's true enough he needs the books to read and that you do too I cannot say what we will learn from this place or not. It could take years of study. But I know that without knowledge, we are blind. I don't want to make this place publicly accessible to a lot of people. Heavens, no. 
I'm not suggesting opening it up like some sort of library. I'm suggesting a, a very carefully curated archaeological team, guards, that sort of thing. It is something I think the centaurs would have interest in as well. There was one of their researchers who was interested in it. <laughs> yeah, there was too. That's right, you never found that Cyclopean ruin, did you? Well, I presumably will. I mean, it must be in here somewhere, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, I would like to find out if they are interested in possibly a joint survey, if that's something you're prepared to countenance. There are learned among the centaurs. He sort of looks to Tristan and Tristan nods. Oh, yes. Uh, not many, admittedly. They're more of a warrior culture than, the, than a book-learned one. The order has no no prohibitions or disinterests against non-human members. I would be loath to open Bordecai's tomb to uh, the likes of Denied Thunderhoof or whoever would care to rampage through it with a heavy flail. I, I guarantee you she won't be interested at all, but there are skintal scholars, and as but we've seen... Learned with people properly inducted into the order and its mysteries... I think that it's very possible that, um, as we've seen with Chief Sootsgales, you don't have Centaur members from the Noman Heights for lack of opportunity rather than for lack of inclination. This could be an opportunity for both them and you. I believe um, one of the Centaurs has made a considerable study of Cyclopean ruins and would probably be very happy to get the opportunity to access human books on the subject. Really? I would be most interested to have such a unique opinion on the matter. Well... What I think... I'll need to discuss this further with the council, but the proposal I'm inclined to bring to them is that, uh, shall we say, individuals with archaeological experience rather than specifically the order... Yeah, the, the council knows of the order. Yeah, so... It's, it's, it's not a huge super, super secret. It's yeah. just something they don't advertise publicly. That the, the order would be... In, that I'm prepared to grant the order a private archaeological survey taking as many years as it takes with the understanding that the site will be sealed and guarded only members of the order and centaurs but possibly just centaur members of the order will be allowed onto the site this this is perfectly agreeable to the order Um, subsequent to the order completing their survey the site will be sealed but not destroyed I'm thinking stone sealing the entrance I, I am perfectly happy to agree to that at this present time. I would suggest it would perhaps be more logical to leave that open until Do we get I, there. T- we get I cannot there. say how many years it will take until we have plumbed all the mysteries of the tomb, let alone what we will discover or how to ad- or how to address it appropriately. I would Reasoning a- in advance about data does not seem too wi- does not seem overly wise. I would ask you to use this use this knowledge with extraordinary discretion. I am open to finding new ways to combat the elder dark. I do not want worship of them to become more common. I think... The order, the order worship knowledge. Nothing, fa- nothing false. I um, also think you should be careful, but I'm aware of what you told me the last time. That this may well be the safest archaeological site that you have actually yeah, I, explored, given that many of them don't come with their giant zombie centaurs already. Zombie cyclops is already conveniently murdered. Yeah, I mean, Rossi will basically lay out um, 
what sound to Kaelin like fairly pragmatic precautions. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, he has no defense against, you know, we delved too greedily and woke in the Belrog and it slaughtered our entire team and now Kaelin has a problem again. Yeah. Uh, but he's at least taking precautions. He's not just yeah. kind of rolling down there with his dagger and no armor and going, it's yeah. fine. All right. And then the last question is whether you want to conduct this personally. I have no doubt it will be... Ah, you are asking whether I'll step down from my position as counsellor to do so. I'm asking whether you desire to. Uh, I certainly intend to take a great interest in the site. But no, there is no reason that I need to personally supervise every moment of it. A substantive number of visits a substantive number of visits should suffice. You yourself spend a lot of time when you are not in your seat as king wandering the wilderness. I myself I, I have a much more I, I have a much more disciplined use for my time. <laughs> so no, he he actually will head to the site, but he doesn't need to step down from his position as counsellor to do so. Okay. It would be a different story if it was 20,000 miles away, but it's literally within your kingdom at this point. Yeah. Alright. Um. You know, he, he wouldn't mind you helpfully building some roads out there or something, but he's not exactly... Um, passionately committed to it. Yeah, yeah. They, um, I'm certainly... You know, there's, vo- there's roads like three quarters of the way already. <laughs> They're just barnhold roads. Alright. And then um, I will talk to Rossi privately, this time without Tristram, post this conversation. Uh, but um, the, the last thing I said is, um, you're right. I, I need to give... I'm, I'm counting on your... I'm counting on both of your and the other members of the Order's discretion in this. I um, believe you, that you will be worthy of this trust, and I believe that you are correct that I do owe you this. You may rely upon our discretion. It is one of our watchwords. We have been a part of your kingdom for five years now, and you could name but two members of our, two members of our Order. Aye. That's not necessarily as comforting as, as you might think, but it's true enough that um, secrets are a part of... You have all, important part of life. You have also traced no discord or ruin back to us. No. Nor any hideous, nor any hideous melting abominations roaming the streets, or no. children possessed by demons. No, I'm not accusing you of that. All right, and um, we're a different cult. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. fucked off. Mm-hmm. So I will um, talk to Rossi afterwards, and um, I wanted to speak to you about the council. Um, and specifically about your place on it. Indeed. I am very happy with your work. Um, at some stage, however, I may need, say, in about seven more months, to in about nine more months, to remove one of my counsellors because I have overcommitted myself for diplomatic purposes. when I need to put Akaros back. back on right. there he, he's au fait with what you're talking about yeah. yeah there are specific diplomatic commitments that I've taken on that make it difficult to remove counsellors I understand one of them is to the order of the silver twilight <laughs> yes but Tristram fulfills yes. that requirement yes yes nonetheless um, 
I wanted to raise this with you because I am in the I am very happy with my council as it stood as of a few months ago. Well, perhaps less happy with Aperos than previously anticipated, but I believe he has now grasped my message on this point. But um, the the rest of you have done sterling work, and I'm not eager to change change my counsel. However, I may be in a position where I now have diplomatic commitments requiring certain things of me. I understand. Um, I am looking for someone who has other functions to fulfill within the kingdom and who does not have a tremendous ego store in being a counsellor. Ah. And I am a likelier candidate than the likes of than the likes of Vesket. It's not fair to you because what we're saying here is that you do not have a um, community of angry lizard folk that will go off in a snit. That's not a recommendation to your discredit. And if circumstances change I would be very happy to keep you on if you have a large problem with this now is the time to raise it with me I merely want you to know where my thinking lies because I think it's fairer to you fair let me consider let me consider the facts and he will literally ask let's chop this on the head here I'll come back and meet you again tomorrow yeah goes off sleeps on it for the night comes back we're back at the second part yeah. of this meeting but he's the sort of guy who literally wants to go off and think through every permutation of what you're saying yeah instead of just nodding a bit and going yeah it's cool or no I'm going to protest yeah as long as the order remain as long as the order remains represented on the council as we have agreed in the form of myself, Tristan, or anyone else you should care to appoint if such a role should become unfilled, then I have no issue with it. I have rather enjoyed the role of councillor, and I certainly think I have brought more comfort to the citizens. In the least, being a very clear not cultist of Garona. I think you've done an excellent job with a unpleasant business being the being the councillor after Niska was an unpleasant role, and I'd be, as I say, I'd be very happy to keep you on. But I, I do have to think of who represents a group, a mob of angry citizenry. I understand. As you say, I have no personal, I have no personal ego at stake in this, and I have my own independent, and I have my own independent finances because he runs the magic item shop and yeah. other things. Um, is, if it becomes necessary for me to step aside. I did not anticipate any huge problem with this. I appreciate that. I wanted you to know in advance. Uh, 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 I'm not certain that it will become necessary. Knowledge is always power. And it's kind of like he knows it might not be permanent, yep. so he can make his own yep. arrangements if he wants to elsewhere. But yes, and it, it is... Um, you know, given that we're giving, I'm giving them the concession that I'm not entirely comfortable with, yeah. with the term. You get a sense motive check on this. Yep. Because I'm sure I can totally read Rossi because he's not a very, very quiet, subtle book. Well, I am getting better at the sense motive. On the other hand, that's a twenty-three. Okay, he's he's been very quiet and respectful throughout this entire process. Um, he he seems very sincere when he says, you know, he's perfectly happy being the councillor, but he doesn't have any wild investment in it. If you want him to step down, he'll pretty much go without fuss. Yeah. Um, 
you get the impression that you have um, bought a lot of credit by giving them the tome. Um, and the, the more you look at his sort of sensible, you know, uh, clear, impassive face, the, the more you wonder what would have happened if you'd said no... And just because you like, he doesn't do a lot of getting angry. He doesn't push his point. He doesn't get loud. But this was something he was particularly invested in. He's very happy. That it's very obvious to you. He's not big on smiles and yeah. yay, you gave me the tomb that. But this is a wise precaution, and you're yeah. doing a sensible thing here. He's very effuse with his praise that you have done a good thing here. You, you're sort of left wondering, you know, how far he was prepared to push for that because from based on how much credit he's giving you at the end of it, it's something he was very invested in. Yeah. Hmm? And that that could have gotten quite ugly. Yeah, I sense that the, I now sense that the, I didn't pick it up necessarily off the bat, but I now sense that that was the breaking point. And it is his points were too good to argue. It, it, it is true that Tristram's knowledge and doesn't just fall out of Tristram's head. It has to come from somewhere, and people painstakingly researching it is a logical place yeah, for and, it to come from. And he has gone in there with no real clear idea of whether you're going to say yes or no, despite the fact that, as far as he's concerned, you blanketly promised him he could yeah. have the next weird out of dark to him. Yeah. I don't think that was what I said. Uh, you told him that... Um, you weren't comfortable with him having Candlemere, that he couldn't have whatever Jerabeth wanted because yeah. of previous commitments, but they could the, the Order could absolutely have the next one. Yeah. Not anticipating that the next one well, would, would also be, be a weird idea, Dark I mean, Yeah. On the other hand, that does make it simple for Kaelin in the sense that, you know, the thing about being lawful is when you said you'd do something, most of the time you kind of have to do it. Yeah, I mean, if he was sitting there going, yes, give me the power, I must have it, you'd probably go, yeah, I know I made you a deal, but no. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, you want, do you want the count, a scene with the council for this, or...? Um, no, I think, uh, unless anybody actually has a particular problem with this. I mean, I think the people who are going to object aren't specifically my council. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't imagine the Church of... I I wouldn't be at all surprised if the Church of Desna is unhappy, and I, you know, I know that this isn't what Titania wanted, but, you know... Uh, Nobody has a strong dog in this fight. Yeah. Hmm? Um, Except Tristan, who's wildly pro. Yeah. I'm cu- I asked Tristram privately if he has any... Because I'm curious, because yeah. he's... If he has any concerns about how the Fae feel about it. Uh, well, it's unfortunate that Titania can't be brought to see reason. But we have to remember that she isn't all of, all of herself that she could be anymore. I'm, I'm sure the old Titania would have seen reason. You have no reason to believe that's true whatsoever. No. Um, but... Ultimately, we have to make our own way in this world. We can't be relying on the gods, or even the, or even the old, older, wiser fey gods, to be holding our hand every step. We have to make our own decisions here. And it is a good point. I was thinking in terms of the knowledge that um, people, unreliable people, could acquire. But it's certainly true that I can't just keep relying on you, you and your book learning forever without making certain you have the opportunity to acquire new books. The Order of the Silver Twilight have taught me a great deal. I'm sure there's a great deal more to learn. Just be careful. (laughs) Uh, Yes, yes. (laughs) The thing is, um, 
Caitlin actually has some faith in the Order of the Silver Twilight's ability to be careful. He has no faith in Tristram's ability yep. to be careful. It's kind of, He's kind of glad Tristram is a member because, you know, the rest of them can, like, watch out for him. And yeah, the, um... I am guessing the centaurs won't have... It. Um, I will actually, you know, talk it over with the centaurs and stuff as well, given that they've, it, they've got a stake in this. Yep. Um... They, Cora, pretty much wants it burned down. Yeah, um, she doesn't really have a valid reason as to why. It's just yeah. it's bad. Yeah, um, but she's certainly not tooth and nail about it. Yeah, her threat was Vordekai. She says any any remnant of him should be swept away wherever possible, so that his name his name and his legacy are forgotten to history. But. If you think this is best, uh, I cannot agree with your decision, but I have often wondered how much has been lost to our histories because we did not record them. So, um, yes, Caelan will accept that um, as a Imagine if there had been four trials instead of three. Yeah. How different that would have been. <laughs> uh, and, um, yeah, um, at which point, um, if the central researcher is interested... yes. And you know, yes. possibly wants to become a yes. member of the Silver Twilight that has all the knowledge and stuff. Yes. Yeah, I thought that would that that seemed like Elderic Redmane. I think was, was yeah, the name. yeah. No, it's like, do you want to join a secret society which has not access to a ton of awesome knowledge, and then go down a tomb and explore aw- an awesome Cyclopean ruin? Well, why, yes, yes, I do actually. Yeah, I, I kind of thought. Think of it. I kind of thought that would be a safe one. Plus, hey, I totally found her a Cyclopean Ruin. Not the Cyclopean Ruin I was supposed to find her, but... Elinarch. Yeah. I'm fine to not get my quest reward until I find her the Cyclopean Ruin that I was supposed to find her, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the Vorticos tomb contains lots on the Outer Dark, and not... It actually will contain a reasonable amount on the Cyclopean Empire, but not initially, obviously. Yeah. But that's why you spend more time doing research. That's right. We must do research. Alright. Oh, well, this decision may well come back to haunt me, but it will come back to haunt me in a different, different way. way than Candlemere, and that's important. Because Rossi comes out, Caelan, we've learned so much. Well, I'll tell you what, if he turns into a tentacle monster, he can stop yeah. saying that... He can he say, got, I told you so. Yeah, then I can say, see, if I sent you to Candlemere, you would have turned into a tentacle monster. <laughs> All right. Yes, and um, that's a, and that's a wrap. Yep. The um, I think at this point, yep. we're finally prepared to end. Um, you have the, done all your scenes, as far as I'm concerned. Th- this um, nearly eternal month. <laughs> uh, to be honest, I think some of these things were earlier next month, given the yeah, 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 the, you know. We wanted to jump through all the scenes before we go back to the Kingdom Tourney stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, essentially, um, you now have several more potential counselors available to you in the form of Van, Akora, um, various centaurs. Yeah. Um, like, imagine that is on that list as well if you want her. Oh, God. <laughs> in, in the sense that she's a named NPC. Yeah, yeah. Directly use her. Uh, Eldest Thorn appears on that list, of course. Yeah, I thought he did. Um, yeah, not until. Not at this stage. Yeah. 
Among other things, it's not gonna, it's gotta be at least three months until he actually, you know, comes down and moves into the kingdom. I don't imagine, you know, in his, I'm totally not moving to stag spawn phase, he's gonna be a particularly useful counsel. But also, at the point where I'm looking at getting rid of a guy like Rossi, who actually brings a welcome voice of reason and balance to the council, just because I don't have the space, I'm really not looking for more counsellors. Hey, you've got a high priest slot now. I know. <laughs> Went sad. <laughs> anyway, let's call that there. <laughs> now you know who Michaela worships. You might be more inclined, possibly more or less inclined to give it to her, one of the two, certainly. Well, my thought was that um, given that I'm giving... Um, Va- I'm probably giving Van the Vice Roy a core of Silver Fire, might quite like to be the High Priestess of this mm-hmm. kingdom. Mm-hmm. It's hard to argue with. So, but yes, so your next decisions are to um, pick a viceroy, integrate people, um, do a million kingdom turns, explore the rest of the hexes, and go book four. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. 